Guess what, everybody? We got a guest this week, first one ever. Nick Cook's in the house. What's up? What's up? Senior wide receiver out of Farham. Uh, only player to catch a touchdown last week mm -hmm. in the uh, thrilling shootout with Bridgewater. I'm very excited to Appreciate have him it. on board. Appreciate it. We're going to have a fun episode. All right, everybody, let's get started. I'm Owens Pelnick. My name's Cole Connor. My name's Nick Cook. And this is episode seven of the Panther Pod. All right, so guess what, Cole? It happened. It uh, finally happened. Alabama lost. That's that's <laughs> all that I'm going to say this week. Alabama freaking lost. Mm -hmm. Great news. It's honestly awesome news. Like, they dropped from one to five, which we'll go over in the AP Top 25 section, but, like, come on. Like, you got to love it. You got to get hype because – I hate Alabama personally. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Anyone who's listening, anyone who's close to me, that's that's the first thing that they know about me. Alabama lost. I'm going to be happy. I mean, yeah. No, I'm happy too. I mean, I'm just glad to see the Crimson Tide finally go down. What about you, Nick? Oh, yeah, lovely. I uh, My roommate's favorite team is the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, so – it was a great. So you got to rub that one in a little bit, didn't you? Phenomenal. <laughs> it, it was a. It was a great day. Great day. By the way, did y'all see the video of the kicker? Yeah, I saw that. Of, uh, or of his family? Oh, yeah, going around. That, yep, that yep. was cute. His yeah. girlfriend did not hesitate to jump the wall. It's not his girlfriend. It's his wife. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nice. So, nice. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little teary-eyed watching it. When, yeah. When, when both yeah. his mom and his wife just just covered their hands. It's like, oh, I feel that one. I feel that. I feel that I a little. Felt that in my soul. I was a little. Yeah. I was. I. Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched the video of it. And yeah. yeah. It looked like he might. It looked like he's about to hook it. Yeah. It no. Like, he, yeah. I was, like, I was oh. scared there for a yeah. second because yeah. I saw. It but going, he got it in there. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I saw it going right, and I was like, "Oh no, please sweet, tell me." Man. Yeah. Awesome. So. They finally lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very thankful here on the Panther Pod. Absolutely. So, but not only did Alabama lose, but Texas lost as well. Horns Freaking down. horns down. That's a 15-yard uh, penalty. <laughs> oh. oh, excuse me. Excuse oh, yeah. Me. Go ahead. Throw the flag on the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. So Nick told us before the show that Texas has so much of a reach that not only <laughs> is it in a penalty in the Big 12, but also in Division Three football, it is a 15-yard penalty for throwing the horns down. 15-yard penalty to have the horns down. Crazy, so if that I doesn't know. make you hate Texas, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – it was an absolute showdown between Texas and Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Yeah, say uh, that three times fast. I know. No, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Spencer Rattler got benched. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm I'm excited to see uh, what the backup's going to come in and do. Hey, well, we saw what he could come in and do. You know, yeah. Caleb, Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams. He's he's legit. I mean, given a full game, he might. Drag Oklahoma back. What year is he? Do you know? Uh, he's redshirt uh, freshman. Redshirt freshman. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. He's a young buck. Yeah. yeah okay. Yep. So well, and Spencer Rattler. This I was is say, Spencer Rattler was young too. Wasn't he? Yeah. This is his redshirt sophomore year. Okay. But he's a junior acad okay. Ag okay. academically, I guess. But I don't know, man. Um. And but but. Give it to Texas too. They came in fully prepared for Spencer Rattler. Oh, for sure. And they were full, and they were completely prepared for yeah. Spencer Rattler. I mean, going into halftime, they, you know, Oklahoma had a big old goose egg. So I mean, and then they came, they came back and won. So and yeah. partly, and that's partly due to Caleb Williams. They didn't know what Caleb had in him. Um, they didn't. They were just they were prepared for Spencer Rattler. So, I mean, 
for the final score to be 55-48 in favor of Oklahoma. Yeah, that was crazy. That mm-hmm. just that goes to show you that you really you can't prepare for every eventuality. So Well, that's old Big 12 football right there. Yeah, yeah no defense. <laughs> no defense. Even though there are two SEC teams. Mm-hmm. Are going to be anyway. Going, go, yeah, going to be. Um, Iowa, Penn State. That was uh, that was a, that was a defensive game. I mean, only twenty three twenty. Yeah, so. I was expecting a little bit more of a shootout with that one, um, just because of how high they were ranked. I didn't really think it was going to be that low, but I also, I mean, they're both defensive based teams, yeah. so. Well, and Iowa's offense, I was watching this too, is a little inconsistent. Yeah. Just just a touch. So I think that's what really... Well, I mean, Iowa, they only had 88 rushing yards out of their leading back. So, I mean, 25 carries and you can only net 88. Like, I understand they're more of a pass-based offense, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. you, you want a little bit more production yeah, out of your definitely. back. Yeah. Um, but think about this too. You know, we talk about Iowa's defense and Penn State's defense. You know, they're they're great defense. However, they compare nothing to Georgia's defense. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, mean, Georgia's defense is just elite. Top yeah, Georgia. Tier up there. Georgia very much reminded me of uh, the Texas Longhorns defense back when they were running uh, in the national championship game versus uh, USC mm-hmm. so back you, in the day. You got uh, you got Georgia for the national championship this year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, as an SEC fan, yeah. as a proud SEC fan. <laughs> um, Are there any that aren't proud? That's the question. Yeah, well, probably I mean, not. it's the best conference yeah, if you're in Vanderbilt. football. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Vandy fan, then Do you it's watch different. football if you're a Vanderbilt fan, though? No, nah, not really. <laughs> you probably watch baseball, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I like Georgia's chances. I mean, they're undefeated. I think the rest of their schedule – the one big question mark I have is how is Alabama going to bounce back? Yeah. Um, especially after that last second loss to Texas A&M. Because now they're just going to blow out whoever they play next. Yeah, like, there's yeah. there's going to be no mercy there. Yeah, I'd hate so, to be uh, down there this week. Yeah, that yeah. would be, that would be yeah, rough. Fun week. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd like to see Cincinnati go all the way. I'd love to see Cincinnati go all the way. I would love it. I don't think it will ever happen. I think that I can. I think they can make it to the game, but once they hit, once they reach Georgia, uh, I don't. That that Georgia defense may be a bit much for Cincinnati. Uh, Alabama plays three and two Mississippi State. Oh, <laughs> um, oh wow! At, <laughs> at Mississippi State, they're at Davis Wade Stadium, mm, mm. but so they might score. Don't know. Don't they might instead of forty nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Might be that, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same camp with you, and I think anyone who's watched CFB in the past couple years has noticed it's been the same four every single year. Like it's yeah. been Notre Dame, yeah. Clemson, not this Georgia, year, Alabama. Definitely not this year. Yeah, I don't. Clemson's know. not going to be in there. No. Notre, Notre Dame's Dame, not no. going to be in there. Georgia probably will be in there. Should be in Man, there. Speaking of that, UNC. Then oh they, yeah, because they, they yeah they fell Man. off the wagon hard. Yeah, yeah. they were like top ten coming yeah. into the yeah. season. Yeah, and Florida and then, Florida State uh, beat them this week. Florida State finally got a win. Florida oh, State Lord. they won that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yep, we turned it on and Florida State was up like thirty five seventeen or yeah. something. We were like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Florida State, I don't know what they what adjustments they made this week, but they look solid. They did. They look or, good. Their or quarterback played, he's just bad. He played really well, yeah, too. Yeah, I saw that, he too. He played really well. Um, but speaking of Notre Dame, Notre Dame-Virginia Tech was another shootout. Yeah, I was not ready for that. I, I don't know I, how many interceptions there were right there within the last five minutes. It was like, hey, throw it, intercepted. Hey, throw it again, intercepted. I mean, it was just – and then I there mean, was a fumble. And it was uh, – Burmeister – he didn't throw for a touchdown. Nope. He had the one pick. He had 184 yards. So he did okay. He did what he needed to do. And he even had a 50-50 split on his uh, completion attempt uh, rating. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm still – I know he's what they have right now. Well, he's he's good, though. Like, he's mobile. He can throw it around. Yeah, yeah he ran – he did run for the – I mean, it was it was a what, fifteen yards or Something. so out, but yeah. still, he still ran for yeah. it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm, and this might just be me. I'm not entirely sold on him as the future of the program. Like this year, for sure. I think it'll be fun to see them though at the end of the year when they go against um, what's his name Armstrong. I think for UVA. Yeah, in the Commonwealth Cup. Yeah, for that one, it'll just be two mobile quarterbacks throwing it down. So hopefully, UVA this year will get that Commonwealth Cup back. No, sir. We'll see. I'd like to, I'd like to see that one. So, but yeah, Notre Dame and Tech. We we had that one. I don't. I think I've, I I think that we thought that Notre Dame was just going to blow out Tech. And oh we, yeah, no, we, I for we, sure we, thought we, Notre Dame was no, going to blow we, out Tech. We severely underestimated Virginia Tech. And for that, we apologize. I mean, thirty-two twenty-nine Notre Dame. I honestly thought their offense was going to be a little bit more high powered than what I saw on Saturday. Um, well, that's just me, though. But well, and that that hokey defense there, yeah, showed up. I mean, credit to yeah. Virginia Tech's defense. Good enough that. to uh, make them bench their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they put him back in and won the game. But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I uh, I caught the end of that game and um, I saw that his that he. He was like in the second half. He was like four for six for like six yards. I'm like, what the heck? And then I I learned that he got benched. I was like, man, that's crazy. Well, that's after he popped his finger back in at Toledo, you know. Yeah, that was pulled a puddle Russell Wilson on that one. Yeah, really. Oh, uh, Russell Wilson's ain't getting popped back in though. That one's <laughs> not anytime soon. No, nope, no. Nope. So no. it's up for Gino, <laughs> who sadly played better than uh, Ben Roethlisberger has all year. Well, I wouldn't say sadly. I mean, Gina's a pretty good quarterback. He just ended up at the Jets for his rookie season. You that's, know? Fair, that's fair. So, but yeah, no, I think we just underestimated that hokey defense, but also overestimated Notre Dame, I think. Just yeah, absolutely. overall. So, hey, but you know, it works out. Uh, and then that Arkansas and Ole Miss game. How yeah, about what that one? An insane game. 52 51. Ole Miss pulls it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that. Arkansas was ranked really high just because they did. Uh, well, they're good. Yeah, they're they're four and two for a reason, mm-hmm. but fifty two fifty one still, like that was. When's the SEC awesome. gonna start playing defense? Come on now. Hey yeah. man, SEC's <laughs> the new Big Twelve. I, that's all you ever heard from Big Twelve from people who were not in the Big Twelve. Hey, when's Big Twelve gonna start playing defense? When when y'all gonna start playing defense? Huh? We play defense now. Nobody say a word. Yeah, because everyone likes the SEC and everyone hates oh, the Big 12. Oh, please, please, please. Ugh, whatever, please. But hey, I don't I don't blame Arkansas though for going that for that two-point conversion. I mean, you as well as you've been, as well as you've been playing the, yeah. this entire season and that game, why not go for it, you know? Well, 
KJ Jefferson, he had 326 and three touchdowns. And Raheem Sanders with 139 yards rushing. I can't blame their offense for at least trying to put the game away right there. Like, you've no, got to yeah. go for the win in that yeah. scenario. No, I don't. I mean, I'm sure they could have pulled it out in overtime, but at that point, it's like, hey, we're hot right now. Why not? You know, and you just miss it off a of tip ball. So. Yeah, 100%. I don't blame them. But um, then we get down to the, the, the real, the real phenomenal game. I mean, top, <laughs> top tier game here. Game of, of the, the year. year. UConn versus UMass. <laughs> hey, UMass. They're one in five. You know what UConn is? Zero oh and seven. <laughs> oh man, game of the week. Twenty-seven thirteen. UMass wins it. Um, I oh, and it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch this game at all. Well, you couldn't watch it. It was on the UConn Network. Okay, UConn Sports Network. Go Huskies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's what a lot of people are saying right now is go Huskies. Woohoo! You know? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, hey, but I picked it though. I picked it yeah, last you week. Picked you, it. UConn you picked lost, it. So, ha, 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 ha. I'm a winner yet a loser. Yeah, what are we like? An even 50 50 on our split so, now, right now? Something like that. Because we both picked Iowa. You picked Oklahoma. I picked Texas. Yeah, it was just. Uh, uh, for those of you who did not listen last week, uh, UConn and UMass, the only reason why this was our game of the week last – or one of our games of the week last week was because they were both uh, Owens. So they were both Owens 6 and Owen 5 respectively. I was very confused. I was like, how is this my pick? How is this my well, game? <laughs> they were both too. Owens, you know, yeah, uh-huh. losers. Um, ha, 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 ha. But anyway, yeah, um, that was actually a fairly decent game, 27-13. Just looking at the stats, uh, quarterback threw for a little over 100 yards and had two touchdowns, I think. Yep. So, so well, congrats. Now we get into this week's top five games. Um, first one up, Auburn versus Arkansas. Uh, I have Arkansas continuing. And winning. I'm gonna say Arkansas on this one too. Yeah, they're I just, gonna bounce back from their old Miss loss. I don't. I think. I think Auburn. Now maybe maybe they're as good, but I I don't know. I don't think Auburn's all what they cracked up to be. What well, you I mean, think, they Nick? dropped out of the top 25 for a reason. Yeah. So. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, Arkansas definitely. Arkansas. I, Arkansas. Uh, I'm not sold on Bo Nix completely. You mm. know, he he has his he moments did. where he plays really well, like. Uh, the crazy throw that was all over Twitter, you know, while oh against LSU, yeah. that was <laughs> crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. I still though, I'm not, not completely sold. He's not so. consistent. Well, because yeah. it's funny, he has that great game with against LSU, yeah. but yeah. like did not show up against Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. and it's weird because I mean, LSU more difficult opponent. Yeah, you know, the usually. Yeah. So. I mean, usually. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, usually we are. Yeah. Usually. Apparently not this year. <laughs> yeah, Brooke, that, how's that 22-game uh, winning streak? Hey, right? we're fine. Uh, we're good, man. How's Coach Haven't, O's seat over there? Hey, it's cool as a cucumber, man. Coach O is definitely going to have a job next year at LSU. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay. Um, next Will one. that be like mopping floors or something? I don't know, but he'll have a job. <laughs> just, hey, like I said, Neil Brown and Coach O, what if they just switched? <laughs> oh, God. I don't want Neil Brown. What's that supposed to mean? I don't. He's too even tempered, man. He is. And In that, the that, SEC, you got to go for blood. I know. No, no. Yeah, no. He is really even tempered. Neil Brown will throw 50 on him in the first quarter and say, All right, that's enough, boys. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Good game. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. And then no, we lose 52 to 50. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. Uh huh. Next one Pitt versus Virginia Tech. <sighs> I got to go Virginia Tech here. 
honestly. I think they're going to bounce back from the Notre Dame loss. Um, I know you don't like me saying that. I don't like either of these teams, okay? <laughs> yeah, this is – I don't understand why you put this on our game. Well, because Pitt currently is 4-1 and one or 5-1, and one, and then Tech is 4-2. and two. I mean, it makes sense, but still. Like, I, I still got, I got to go Virginia Tech. Um, I think Burmeister is going to bounce back. It is um, at it is at Lang Stadium. Oh, for sure then. That'll Virginia help a Tech. lot. I, mean, yeah. I think that helped a lot with the Notre Dame game too last week. So. I thought, yeah. What do you think, Pitt or Tech? I think Virginia Tech. I, I think that Virginia Tech showed that they're a pretty good football team against Notre Dame. So, and it's in lane, which mm-hmm. helps a lot. So I got I got faith. I'm a little biased, but I got I got faith in Tech. So I'm gonna go Pitt. Of course you are. That one I, I got to wash my mouth out with soap now. That one, <laughs> ugh, I didn't that didn't yeah, taste didn't very feel good. Right, huh? No, it didn't taste right coming out of my mouth. But no, I, Pitt's got a good quarterback this year, and they're 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 sneaky up there. Everybody wants to pay attention to Wake Forest, but. Uh, you got Pitt coming up. Pitt's only got one loss against a Western Michigan team. Well, but and I mean, how long is Wake Forest going to hold out, though? That's that's the thing. Like, I I don't know who's going to be the team to challenge Wake Forest in the ACC, but ultimately, it's Wake Forest. It's like, going to be Pitt. It's going to be Pitt, Virginia Tech. As soon as they play a bigger name school, they have a shot to lose that undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I don't know. Um, Boston College is up there. They only got one loss, so I think the only, the only, the only one that could challenge Wake Forest would be Boston College or Pitt. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you throw Tech in there too, just because of their football program and how good they are. Yeah, and especially that defense. I mean, Burmeister has his moments, but I, I honestly think he's. Like I said, he's the solution for this season. I don't see him being a solution past this season. So yeah. I I think they're still going to have a little bit more controversy uh, down in uh, Lane Stadium. Yeah, and so. teams like Wake Forest are always kind of like they're tough to crack because it's kind of like, yeah, you're undefeated, but, you know, you're Wake Forest. You know? Yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. You know, you don't have that proven track record where we can it's like yeah. we, we can say, oh, yeah, they're doing it. They're going all the way. Yeah. You know, so. It's What's like the last saying, time Wake oh, Forest was good? Vanderbilt yeah. is undefeated. Exactly. Oh, that gosh. just feels weird. Yeah, oh, exactly, gosh. Exactly. That's like if Kansas would go to undefeated, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't – it's nice undefeated, but you don't want to believe it just yet. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what, Wake Forest people are believing it. Yeah, oh, I mean, I was uh, I was roommates with a Wake Forest fan Were you my really? freshman year, uh-huh. and he was believing it then too. So <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's like now. He's oh, I'm sure he's on he's on. The hey, top of the they almost now. Now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but they almost lost to Syracuse this week. So there you go. There's yeah, that, yeah, you know they're showing yeah. a little bit of cracks right yeah. there in overtime. Oh, I mean, at least Clemson's not going to beat him this year. No, I don't think so. Uh, moving on, uh, we got BYU versus Baylor. Future is- Big Twelve team. In Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. that is going to be an interesting game. Either way, I think that'll that'll end up being a rivalry game as well, just because BYU and the Mormons, and then Baylor and its Baptist culture. You know, yeah. um, call it the Holy War or something like that. Well, then no, you can't call it the Holy War because Utah, because BYU and Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't call it the Holy War. The Crusade. I don't know. Oh, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Battle of the Churches, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um, man, I got BYU. Uh, um, mm. I think BYU... I think BYU is solid, but I think this is going to be a big test for them just because BYU really hasn't played 
a lot of high-caliber teams. Um, they lost to Boise State last week. I get that. They also have beaten every Pac-12 team that they've played. Exactly. I think BYU is going to pull it out. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. After the 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 butt whooping I took last week, I'm not get, uh, betting against Dave Aranda and Gary Bohannon. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Uh. Oh, who did Baylor play last week? I don't want to. We'll get to it later. Okay. Okay. Hold your horses. Calm down. I'll be on my soapbox soon enough. Yeah. Oh. God, I'm going to have to pry that thing away from yep, you again. Yep. Spend another 20 minutes talking about <laughs> West Virginia. I'm going to throw it at your head, okay? That's what All I... right. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> man. Um, but, no, I got I got BYU. I think um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm not going to give a score prediction for this one just because it, it could go either way. But just for the being the devil's advocate about a very Christian school uh, or a very Mormon school, uh, I got a – I got BYU in this one. Baylor. Baylor. Gary Bohannon's looking pretty good. Um, and that, that, that Baylor defense is it's it's pretty good. Um yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going against Dave Aranda and Baylor. Nope. Okay. Nick. I'll take Baylor. I, I don't know too much about either of the teams, but I know Baylor's pretty solid and it's in it's in Waco, Texas. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That 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 plays a or it goes a long way. It's a nice stadium too. It yeah. is. Yeah. I didn't know much about Baylor until Matt Rule came to the mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I was like, oh wow, Baylor's kind of nice. Rules, yeah. rules, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kentucky versus Georgia. This is 11th ranked Kentucky, undefeated in the SEC, undefeated overall, versus number one ranked Georgia, undefeated, undefeated. As much as I want to say Kentucky, I gotta go with Georgia. They're number one ranked for a reason. I mean, that defense is insane. I honestly think Will Levis might die this week on the field. That would be – oh, that would be rough. That is – I would not want to be that quarterback playing that Georgia defense, especially that front seven. I mean, it, it's going to be a good game for sure, but I think Georgia is just going – They're Georgia is ranked number one for a reason, and these are games that you have to dominate to maintain that number one ranking. Come back to me. I, I got to think on this one. I would say, yes, I agree, definitely Georgia. But I think that this will be a great uh, opportunity for Kentucky because I think that if you can lose this game but not get killed, you know, not, not lose it. If but you can keep it if, close. If you just lose the game but you don't lose it in yeah. the sense that you, that you just get ran over, I think that they can – Drop a drop a game and still kind of kind of stay in that conversation. Yeah, maintain kind of yeah. kind of higher ranked. You know? I think as long as you don't get blown out like sixty-two to nothing, yeah. forty. And to nothing, I mean anything, anything like can that. happen too. It Texas A&M beat yeah. Alabama. Yeah, what the heck? Well, and and think about this too. If Georgia loses, then if Kentucky wins out, Georgia's not going to the SEC championship. No, absolutely not. So the, the like which. That to be, be fair, that would be wild. Yeah. Kentucky has not played Alabama yet. No, but that's but here's what I'm saying though. They're both in the East Division. They are. So if Kentucky beats Georgia, Georgia's you, not going to that championship. You game. are correct on that, but for the SEC championship. So let's say Georgia loses this game. Alabama only has one loss. Mm-hmm. Georgia would only have one loss. Alabama would know that Kentucky's undefeated. Mm-hmm. There's no way Saban would not blow out Kentucky. Because, honestly, I think Saban controls all of the games in his own little headset. 
um, and rigs everything to begin with <laughs> in the SEC. There's no way. Saban here is considered the devil himself, along with Rich Rodriguez. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but no, I. My point being, Alabama would. I, I I cannot see a world where Alabama would lose to Texas A&M and Kentucky yeah, in the same season. Yeah, I totally season. agree with you. I don't think Alabama loses the rest of the year. Yeah. I think Alabama will lose lose another game the rest of these in I tell think, LSU, right? Who? I don't LSU. It, that that I don't yeah, you've know. You already said that. And if they do lose, I mean, they're definitely out They of still have to play Arkansas. And they play Arkansas. No, they don't play Arkansas this week. No, um, they don't. They play uh, Mississippi State. That's right. They're not losing this week. No, they're not losing this week. But I think Arkansas possibly if Arkansas stays good. Now we saw what they did. They get, they put up a big old Excuse me. They put up a big old goose egg against Georgia. But Georgia's got phenomenal defense. Teams yeah. have scored on – Chattanooga even scored on Alabama. Yeah. So, I yeah. – I, I'm going to go with Georgia in this one just because I think Georgia defensively will win the game. Yeah, they have an elite defense. I think Georgia defensively will hold Kentucky just enough I mean, to win. Levis has – He's thrown for over a thousand yards already this season and eleven touchdowns. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of goes into that and plays that game, so to speak. Um, it'll be that'll be a good matchup for sure, especially in the SEC. Yeah. Um, last but not least, Oklahoma State versus Texas. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's undefeated. Uh, Texas is what four and two. Because they lost Arkansas and lost uh, Oklahoma. Yep. Um, Big 12 game. Uh, Oklahoma State is 12th ranked. Texas is, oh, God. Texas is 25th. They're in the top 25. Ooh. Good for them. Good for them. Um, In all seriousness, Casey Thompson, I still think he could be in – he should be in everyone's Heisman. Well, and and B. John Robinson, too. So, I think think, – Texas has got a good offense. Now, can their defense hold Oklahoma State? And I think I think what this centers around is you know Casey Thompson and B. John Robinson are going to show up to the game. De- and Texas's defense will be there. But the biggest question is which Spencer Sanders shows up. Does, yeah. is, he the, is he the bad Spencer Sanders that's going to throw four picks, not going to be able to be just terrible, not going to show up? Or is he going to be the really good Spencer Sanders that's going to make – unbelievable throws, going to be able to be athletic and move out of the pocket. If he can find like a good sweet spot just to stay there and be consistent throughout the year, they'll meet Oklahoma in that Big 12 championship game. Yeah, and I mean, I hope that they don't. I honestly, because everything gets stale when you have the exact same two teams competing in your conference championship game. Yes. Um, And I, I honestly, I hope either Oklahoma or Texas falls off, just so that way someone else can come through the cracks. Well, and also, especially with Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, going to the SEC. Yeah. I just... I, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, I, I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever. Gosh. What you got, Nick? I think I like Oklahoma State. Like I o- think just because, you know, I don't really like Texas, and I think that... it. I think it's another one of those games that's like... Um, Oklahoma State and Kentucky and Wake Forest, they're all kind of yeah, like, kinda they're undefeated, them. but like, who knows? Yeah. Are they legit? Are they, Is this, you know? Well, and with Texas, we've talked about this too, is Texas, all, all it is is that Longhorn brand. Yeah. That, that's all they are. Yeah. 
and that's why they get that's why they get the the praise yards penalties yeah in division yeah. three that's yeah. why they get the praise that's the same way with uh, with Alabama Alabama loses the game and only drops to fifth yeah. you know it's that Crimson Tide logo yeah. or the OU logo well, or it's whatever like Clemson uh, dropping two games and still being in the top twenty five yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. yeah but see they're not they're not in there anymore <laughs> um. Previewing a little bit, we're going to kind of go off the beaten path here a little bit. Okay. Um, previewing NFL mm. for I'm going to give you three games to preview. Uh, first off, Buccaneers Eagles. Who y'all got winning? Buccaneers, but the Eagles surprised me last week. They beat my Panthers last week, and I did not think there was any way that that would ever happen, and it happened. So yeah. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I like Tom Brady. I like. They're they're always consistent, you know. They're gonna give you some good production. But is uh is Jalen Hurts playing? Do you know? I don't know. Think so. I yeah. think he is. He yeah. should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, think yeah, he is. I agree. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, um, I'm gonna go Bucks. I can't. I can't bet against Tom Brady. Who, I'm, every time you do, yeah. He he just ages in reverse. Yeah. Playing he's football. got a Benjamin Easy, Button complex. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it's that avocado ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Gis- Giselle's got to treat her man right. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm gonna go Eagles just for upset value on that one. Uh, that is tomorrow night game, so that would be uh, Thursday at eight twenty. Uh, Cardinals Browns. Cardinals. That's the battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks, Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. Nick, who do you got? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Cardinals because I think that they're a little bit better, but I think this will be a chance. Are the Cardinals legit? They're five and zero, but are they five and zero because you know they just kind of got on a little streak? Yeah. Or are they legit? Are they going to put the Browns away? Are they the Pittsburgh Steelers of last season? Exactly. Or exactly. are they the Patriots of what two thousand eight? I think yeah, is when two thousand seven, two thousand eight, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, I think I'm going to go Browns. I think Baker is always going to be legit. I know you don't like Baker. No, he's growing I hate on Baker. Me. He's growing on me. No, I hate. Mm-mm. No, he. he Man, the swagger. It's just it's there. It's not swagger. It's, it's swagger. just attitude and ego. Yeah. And but just, when he but when he plays well, yeah, it's you gotta awesome. give it to him. You gotta give it to him. No, it just uh I just roll my eyes. I can't Ugh. Oh, I can't. Just because he played for Oklahoma don't mean he can't play. Well, it's not even the fact that he played Kyler for Oklahoma. Kyler Murray played for Oklahoma. Okay, but I don't, don't have a problem with him. <laughs> I do have a problem with Kyler Murray just because we lost that game back in 2018 when oh, we should have won it. When we should have won it. But, but, now I just don't like Baker. I don't, care if, I don't care if he had played for Texas, for Oklahoma State. I don't care if he played for Kansas State, dude. I mean... Or Kansas, for that matter. If he played for Kansas State, he wouldn't have been drafted. Exactly. I, I don't think we're having this conversation if he played. But for either Kansas either State. way, I'm not. I I just I don't. I can't stand Baker Mayfield. I can't stand the ego. Play good all you want, but be humble about it. I, <laughs> ugh, I just. Fair ugh. enough. It'll be a fun game. I'm excited to see. It'll it. be. A, it'll yeah, be a good game. It'll be a fun game. That'll be a good game. Uh, that's the the first Sunday game. So four o five. Um, and then my last one. We'll go. Uh, we'll go. Vikings Panthers. We'll throw it to Yeah, so I got to pick my Panthers of course. But uh I don't know, it, it'll be it'll be a game. I mean, I really thought that the Eagles weren't going to give us a problem. And it, at first they really didn't, you know, it was 15 to 6 or 15 to 8 going into the fourth, you know. Mm-hmm. So but they ended up winning. So I, I don't know. We have a we have a solid defense. Sam Donald's played well. I think we yeah. get McCaffrey back this week. So I mean we should we should just, you know, handle business and leave. But yeah. that's what I thought would happen last week. So. Yeah, no, I, I got the Panthers winning this one. I don't think 
Kirk Cousins is still up there, isn't he? At the Vikings? Somehow, yes. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, I no. don't see how. No. The king he of is, not losing his job. That's all yeah. he is. I don't, yeah. If it was Monday Night Football, I would say Panthers 100% because there's no way Kirk Cousins oh, yeah, is winning a Monday, Monday Night game. Night. Um, I don't know, man. I I like the Vikings, but they have just been killed with injuries this year, too. What's their record, you know? Uh, give me one second. It's like three two. I want to say maybe three two. I'm not the NFL guy here. Three. He is two and three. Oh wow. Yeah. So two and three versus three and two. Yeah. Um, no, I got I got the Panthers. Saints are on a bye this week, so can't talk about my home team. Uh, I'll sh- I'll show some love for the NFC South a little bit as long as it's not the Falcons. <laughs> um, I I will go with the Panthers. I don't think Kirk Cousins has a good enough supporting cast with um, with Dalvin Cook out right now and possibly missing uh, three or four games with his high ankle sprain. And then I also, if Justin Jefferson is out, then it's it's over. Yeah. I, I don't think I think Adam Thielen can hold his own, but I can't see them I can't see them winning that game without key personnel. Um. Uh, okay. Now we got it over the NFL. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an NFL guy. I don't watch it at all. I care less. That's my. I love the NFL. That's nah, thing, I, so. I care less. Um, NFL, NBA, MLB. I do. No. Yeah, I like that. I've been getting into MLB a little bit. I love. I love the NBA, but I've been getting into MLB. It was more of a lack of anything else to watch. So yeah. I just got into it. It was one of those things where you throw on at like two. Yeah, and it's, it's well, like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, with the MLB, like I played baseball growing up so i enjoy watching yeah. and playing baseball um but red Sox are my team man oh yes hey they beat the, they beat the yankees they, they beat the yankees they, they did yeah <laughs> and then yes. the brewers lost uh yesterday so yep. we're yep. out so that's fine it's okay it's okay we're good <laughs> it's all right uh, uh but we got a lot of braves fans they're happy they've been moving on oh yeah um, okay, off of our baseball talk. This is college football. <laughs> um, uh, pre, uh, reviewing Odak, Shenandoah whipped up on Guilford, fifty-two to twenty-five. Guilford's like the Kansas of the Odak, you know. <laughs> like, if Apprentice was an Odak team, you could put right, you could put them right there with them because they lost to Washington Lee, forty-two thirteen. Yeah, but man, like that's that's bad. That's bad on both of them. Because you had open. two blowouts, and then you had Emory and Henry and Randolph Macon, yes. and the Farron Bridgewater game. Yeah. So you had two, two. You had opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you, you know? had two like, oh crap, these are blowout games, mm-hmm. and then two where it came down to the wire. It came down to the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. A pre- and see that. Farum should have done to uh, done to apprentice what Washington Lee did. Oh, absolutely, totally agree. <laughs> um, but you know, I th- I think that they just snuck up a little bit that yeah, week. Yeah, I know? mean, but that that's hey, but fair the, to a, say. A, win, that, a win's a win, though. Yeah, that happens to good teams. Like, just because someone isn't on your level doesn't mean they can't surprise you. Every yeah, once in and a while. what we talked about was that was a nice way to you know I think at the time we were two and zero. Oh, yeah, and we felt you know we were feeling really good about ourselves. Fam mm-hmm. hadn't been tuned in a while and stuff. So, um, but I, I think it was a nice way for us to be humbled without losing a game. Absolutely, you know, it, it was a way that we won the game and we went back 
to the drawing board the next week. You know, we said this is what we did really well. This is what we didn't do well, and mm-hmm. um, we got to focus on that and improve on that without actually losing a game. So. And then Randolph Macon rolled into town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a that was that a rough, was a rough yeah. game. That was a rough game. But uh, speaking of Randolph Macon, they beat Emory and Henry. Yeah, thirty-four. To, hey, I called it last week. I called you it. Did. I called it. You did. I called it. So I'm. Hey, now that I'm a I'm a, I'm a Panther and a fan of the black of black hat football, I'm glad to see them wasps go down. Yeah, so absolutely. I am pumped. Any day they lose is a good day. Any yeah. day they go, and you Fair know enough. they're going on to D two. So yeah, what does that say about Randolph Macon? Like you're going to be a D three team in the ODAC. And you just knocked off a Division two opponent. Now the now they're te- not they're not fully technically Division yeah, two. Yeah, they like transitioning. Yeah, this is their transition year. Some of the people on scholarship aren't allowed to play too this year. Is that yeah, true? because so, yeah, so it's not their full team. It, yeah, it's not their okay. full team because okay. yeah, because they can still they still have partial scholarship going up to Division yeah, two. Yeah, there's okay. there's some people who are playing their full year, uh, and will be eligible to play the full year next year as well. Uh, it's like the Liberty situation. A few yeah, years it's back. like moving up from from FCS to FBS, or you know. So, um, yeah, no, Emory and Henry still D three. It'll be a few years before they become like it takes a. They're gonna have yeah. to go through a. They're gonna not have a to re- go through a full. Re- they're either gonna have to go through a full recruit class, um, or maybe a full and a half recruit class. Yeah, to see. Okay. it's not. Kind of it's not really a rebuild that they have to do. They just now have to work up to division because they'll probably be unless they're really good you know they'll probably have to, they'll probably be last in the sack next year just because of that inexperience and the talent level of like playing teams like concord and bluefield and things like that so yeah um so yeah but no glad to see uh randolph macon just still come out on top on that one yeah um and randolph macon's just a solid football team i mean they don't do anything wrong no they they just they don't they just I mean, they play fundamental football we talked about this previewing the Randolph-Macon Ferrum game. Randolph-Macon is the excellence of execution. I know I keep going back to that, but Mm -hmm. they wait until you make a mistake, and that's how they beat you in the long term. Like, they don't have a flashy playbook. Um, You Just the thing that sticks out to me as a former offensive lineman is how crisp and clear their blocking assignments always are. Because I was actually watching some breakdowns of film from them, um... And it was – you couldn't clearly see the lanes for which running back – are the running back to choose from. Yeah. And then all of their wide receivers hit these crisp, clean – like they all broke exactly five yards down the field, ten yards down the field. And it was – it was intense to watch, yeah. honestly. Yeah, they – um iPad. You're good. You're no, good. you're good. But, you're um, good. but yeah, going into, going into that week, something that we stressed was, hey, you know – um, we can't beat ourselves this week because they're they're probably not going to make many mistakes. So when they do, we need to capitalize on it. And the only game, if you go back to I think the Washington League game that they lost, um, when we were preparing for Randolph Macon, we watched a little bit of film on that game. And even that game, they they just kind of beat themselves. You know, they yeah. kind of um, Washington League did a good job at the end. Um, you know, it's like a seven minute drive, something crazy mm-hmm. at the end like that. But um, it was mistakes. Um, they had a penalty, I think, uh, somewhere in midfield that you know gave Washington fifteen more stuff like that. So, but yeah, they're well, um, or they, they, you know, they execute really well, and um, uh, I think something that helps them with that is their retention as well. They have a yeah. lot of seniors, so mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that age and maturity really, and the yeah, experience, really just the experience. Yeah, I'm 
even and I'm a much different player than I was. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Even my 100%. sophomore year, you know, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Your confidence builds up. You know what you're doing. Um, it's less of uh, the, the the game kind of slows down for you. You get used to the speed of the game and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And see, so when you're when you're a freshman or sophomore, you know you're wide eyed and bushy tailed, exactly. ready to get going. No, seriously, yeah. yeah. And uh, see, and that's I think that's the way Bridgewater is getting into the Farron Bridgewater game. Bridgewater's a young team. They're talented, but they're young, and I think that's yeah. what kind of hurt and them this week as well. Reflects that. I mean, they're two and four. Um, yeah. Farron did beat Bridgewater fourteen ten. Um, Heck of a game. Defensive showdown. Yeah, defensive absolutely. showdown. Defense, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, Farum scored twice, uh, once in the third, once in the fourth. Bridgewater scored twice, field goal in the first, and then once in the second. Mm-hmm. So 14-10. Um, heck of a game all the way around. It was a defensive slugfest. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and, you know, they – Titus Jones was 11 for 29, so they really were able to shut him down and just, yeah. you know, he wasn't able to get much done. That's nothing on him. It's just sometimes that defense is just it's just going to shut you down. You don't have anywhere else to pass it. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is the first time uh, Titus Jones has been under 50% all season. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that uh, um, coming out in the second half, he did a great job. He kind of kind of led us on that first, that, oh, yeah. you know, um, Kind of like, hey, we're only down 10 points. Let's go out there and let's put one on the board. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. then 7 to 10, it's a totally different football game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and he did a great job leading us and took us down the field, right down the field, no hesitation, and put one on the board. So what's, I think what, that – What's it like catching a pass from Titus? Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, he, he's – Especially a, when he's it turns a, into a touchdown. Oh, yeah, it. definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a blast to play with. He's uh, We've got – we built a really good relationship over the – he's yeah. the same year as me. We yeah. both came in as quarterback, so – it, it's been it's really fun catch pass from and stuff. He's he's really yeah. talented. He knows where to put the ball, and uh, he throws it really hard. That took some getting used to. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and he's just he's accurate too. Yeah. Like he he don't miss much. And yeah, I was yeah. tell, I was talking with Cole. I think it was um, either the Prentice apprentice game or randolph making game he threw one pass and it was completely off that target was, uh, randolph making it was randolph making it was completely yeah. off target but it was very uncharacteristic of him and i like i told cole i said it looked like that whoever the receiver was was they weren't on the same page because yeah. titus was throwing it five he threw it five yards past yeah. the receiver and it looked like he was supposed to kind of do like a little cut and go yeah but instead he did a little cutback so i don't you know, Titus is good. Um, it makes me nervous for next year, but like we got all these seniors leaving. We got you, we got Titus leaving, you know. Now, um, Tamati Penn, he's coming back next year, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. So that's you know, you still you you're yeah. starting to have that growth and experience out on the on the receiver core, but it's still it's like, all right, who's next man up? You yeah. know, who's yeah. who's gonna be and next? I think that uh with the coaching staff and the players that, that we got, I think we'll be all right. We we got oh, we, oh yeah. We got some we got some good players that um, you know that like you know people backing up Titus or whether they're backing up you know one of us seniors and stuff. They're not necessarily backups necessarily because they're bad. You know, it's just um like they're, they're just waiting their turn kind of. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And when the, when it's their time to shine, I got no doubt that they'll it, be there. So. It's nice to have that as a football team that next man up mentality yeah, exactly. rather yeah. than oh crap, what yeah. are we gonna do? Yeah, and, you yeah, know? and that's something that um. Um, I think showed well at our running back position. You yeah, know, absolutely. Joe and uh, Chris Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of the year, they were the, they, you know, they were the hogs. And I think that I think uh, Smiley and mm-hmm. um, Jay Sean Dupy. Yeah. Oh Duke, yeah. Yeah. They they stepped up well and you know mm-hmm. filled that role. So Smiley's been having a good couple of weeks here yeah, lately. He got yeah. His, uh, got run, his first touchdown a couple weeks yeah, ago. That yeah, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It run that jet sweep, man. That jet sweep really works out well for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
But, however, Bridgewater put up quite a fight. It was a little bit closer than what we thought last week. We, we said last week it was going to be 28-14. Farron's going to walk away. It's going to be yeah. fine. Get ready for Shenandoah. Yeah. And, and that's the, you know, we went in with that mentality as well, which I think kind of kind of got us in the first half a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I think they were like one and one and three, one and four, maybe two I think they were two and three. Yeah, two and three. two and three, something like that, you know. So we, um, we kind of took that as, you know, we need to play well, but we should walk away with this no problem, you know. Yeah. And, and it, in the first half, we, you know, we went to the locker room and we're like, okay, this not, you know, we need to get our heads on straight. It's not we're ideal, better yeah. than this. We're only down by ten. Yeah, you know, put our heads on straight. You, you haven't lost the game, exactly. like by no means. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, in Ferrum's defense and y'all's defense, uh, having that mentality, you have to have that mentality of we're going to come away with this win every single week. Yeah. yeah. Because if you yeah. get yourself down in the dumps like that, I mean. And say, oh man, they're six and zero. They're seven and zero. There's no way we're going to beat these guys. You're not going to. You absolutely could have walked away from that. You know, y'all could have walked away from that Randolph making game. Going, I don't even know what to do now. You know, getting absolutely crushed by Randolph by a very good Randolph making team. Yeah, I I think part of that too is a testament just to the awesome coaches that we got. For sure, they're they're great. The best. Um, I played football my whole life, and you know, it's one of if not the best coaching staff I've oh. had. You know, they're really oh, well. Yeah. They prepare us well. I think that um, it's really easy to be confident in our system in, in the week-to-week simply because the preparation is there. You know, yeah. we yeah. go out there, we, um, you know, first play of the game, you know, whatever it is, we line up. We're like, oh, yeah, this is the defense that we've been repping against all week. Yeah. It's nothing new. So Absolutely. Um, I think that helps go a long way. And like you guys were mentioning, the mentality of, um, like coming out the second half, I think that's also a testament just to um, the leaders that we got in our team, you know, like Titus on the mm-hmm. offense, you know, Tamade. Um, also, you know, Drew on the defense, Billy on the defense, you yeah. know, Jakari. Um, just them stepping up and, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's do this and pulling us all together and doing it. And also the coaches, you know, um, um, Coach Adams, he's he's, he's a, one of the, the best motivators I've ever come across in my life. He, yeah. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have 8 o'clock meetings on – Saturday mornings for the game, and we'll come in there, you know, uh, well rested, you know, but a little groggy, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's, you, got, it's you got up thirty minutes yeah. ago, you know. Yeah, and, well, and, and too, like it don't matter what time you went to bed, whether it was nine a.m. or twelve a.m. Once you get up yeah, at eight a.m., a little groggy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it don't matter. And you'll leave that meeting in you know forty-five minutes, ready to run through a brick wall. You know, yeah. it's just I've, you know I've never never had someone in my life that can just grab me like that and uh, let's go. So I, mm-hmm. I think that. I think that also really, really helps in situations like that. So Well, and his experience as a head coach is showing through. Having those six years at Averett has yeah. really helped him of, like, coming, all right, I know how to be a head coach. I've done it before. I'm going to go come to Farham. Yeah. And, like, he's doing a phenomenal job here yeah. his first year. It's, it's like, it's awesome to see Farham be 4-1 and one heading into homecoming, which is going to be another awesome game. Um, but, you know, again, too, you know, going back to the defense, defense wins championships. Farm's defense may help win the, yeah, you know, absolutely. Win, yeah. win the ODAC Talking about this a turnaround, year. man, you know? I know. Yeah. Well, five turnovers, two interceptions, yeah. three fumbles. I mean, that Bridgewater's not going to win the game with five turnovers. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, defense showed up, especially after just getting completely, sh- like, bulldozed and ran over last yeah. week. They, you know, they really tightened yeah, up. Yeah, and I think yeah. that – I think that's another – I mean, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but that's another testament to our coaches. You yeah. know, they, they took that as um, – Hey, let's go back to the drawing board. You know, let's yeah. the next day. You know, they they Absolutely. they communicate. You know, I'm a, I'm an offensive player, and I could see so you know their their the passion and the yeah. dedication behind. Let's get this defense thing right. And mm-hmm. um, they put up ten points in the first half. 
But really, that's a great half defensively. I yeah. mean, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. They really stopped them for the majority of the game. And then oh, yeah, the absolutely. second half shutout. I mean, you know, we scored two touchdowns, but literally without the second half shutout, we probably mm-hmm. don't, don't win the game. It, it, it's a, it was a huge improvement from last week against Randolph-Macon, giving up over 500 for yards sure. of yeah, offense to sure. only giving up 300 this week. Yeah, so, you know. Um, but now, Ferrum's 1-1 in the conference. Absolutely. However, you still have to play Shenandoah. Very good, we're finding out. Yeah. A very good Shenandoah team, and then still have to play Washington Lee, who's undefeated in the conference. So, and, and not, and it's not impossible, you know. Shenandoah is a homecoming game. It's a home game. It's, I mean, there's a lot of hype. So, you know, Shenandoah walking into Farum. I like the situation for Farum walking in. You know, um, Washington Lee. You got to go on the road to Washington Lee. That's the only, uh, the, you know, that's a bad thing. That's rough. You know, as you know, being a football player, that home field advantage and that home field and that home field advantage is so key. With with going to Washington Lee, is is it more difficult going? Would you? Ra- I know you would rather have Washington Lee, Lee at home, but what's the atmosphere like walking into Washington Lee? You know. Yeah. Uh, so I we played the last time I played Washington was a while ago. Um, but the atmosphere, it's kind of one of those things where. Um, if Farron were lucky enough to play in kind of some of these, you know, we have people that love Farron football, you know, mm-hmm. and they come and they, they show out, they pack the, you know, they pack the stands and, um, the you know, the environment doesn't, uh, doesn't really, I, I want to say like, doesn't really get to us too much, you know, it's, it's really, it, it really helps in a way. It's a lot of fun to play, um, you know, in a, in big games with big crowds, you know, mm-hmm. and the crowd's really into it, you know, and when you're having a good year and stuff like that and everybody's just really into the game and stuff like that, it, um, it really helps playing it. It makes it a lot more fun, you know. Yeah. And it, uh, it just, it, it's a blast. You know, you walk away and you're like, man, that was a, that was a blast. Especially if you win. You yeah. Know? Well, that's oh, how absolutely. we walk away from the Averett game, that home opener. You know, that, that was, was awesome. yeah, just that was a blast. blast. You yeah. know, it's like the, you know, the moment. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, once you get going, you know, at the beginning, it's like, wow, there's a lot of people. You know, this is, this is sweet. Let's go. And then, you know, once you get in the game, get a couple hits in. You know, get a couple snaps in your belt. Get sweat going. You're yeah. like, all right, let's go. This is just this is just practice. This is, yeah, you know, this is just a nothing new. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, the ODAC is wide open too. You now have five teams that are in the running for the conference championship. You That's you like, could argue no, five because we have seven. There's seven teams. I'm still not sold on Hampton Sydney. Well. Their overall record does not show it. However, they're two and one in the conference. They're two and one in the conference, yeah, but they're two and three overall. That's like okay, you put your blinders on and you say, Okay, Washington Lee, undefeated. Randolph Macon, one loss. Shenandoah, one loss. Hampton Sydney, one loss. What does that tell you? It's like all of these teams have played three games in the conference. But overall, Washington Lee, five and one. Randolph Macon, five and one. Shenandoah, four and one. Hampton Sydney, two and three. One of those things doesn't belong with the others. It's like <coughs> there's a lot that Hampton Sydney has done right in the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have to give it a few more games to say for sure mm-hmm. that there are five teams that are in the running for the ODAC this year. What you got on Hampton Sydney? You play you play them on the field. We don't. So yeah, uh, Hampton Sydney is kind of one of the schools where they're always going to give you a, a tough battle. They mm-hmm. always have um, a lot of good football players. They're physical and they play well. And um, 
but they're not necessarily unbeatable. They they uh, they got us pretty good last year, so that's something that that's a game that we're looking forward to, but not getting too he- far ahead of ourselves. You know, right, right now we're focusing on Shenandoah. You got to look at your next opponent. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a game that we're excited for. You know, we kind of want kind of want to get back at that. You know, as any any competitor would. So. Yeah. yeah. And I know Caleb Smith uh, plays for Hampton Sydney. Yeah. Um, he's a heck of an athlete. I played with him in. Uh, at Franklin County. Mm-hmm. You know Jacob Bear's on that team too. Yeah, I know. He was uh he's what sophomore? Yeah. No, year? no, no, he's junior cuz me and him graduated together. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, he's junior. Um but yeah, uh we'll see. Um I think they are a very athletic team. Uh that will for sure be a heck of a game between Hampton Sydney and Ferrum, I think when that when push mm-hmm. comes to shove and Y'all play each other. Okay, so we'll say just for the sake of four teams are in the running for the ODAC. Does that make you feel better? Thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Farum, Shenandoah, Randolph Macon, Washington and Lee. Now there, I, I will say there is a little bit of a gap. Now I haven't seen Washington and Lee play, but from what it seems like, there's a little bit of a gap between Farum and Shenandoah to Randolph Macon and Washington and Lee. We have played Randolph Macon. We've seen how fundamentally sound they are and the excellence of execution. Washington and Lee is starting to seem that way a little bit too. Yeah. Of well, I mean, Brees, he has the third most passing yards in the ODAC right now. Yeah. So. Who's first? Uh, Justin DeLeon. DeLeon. Oh, okay. From Randolph-Macon. Oh, okay. Randolph-Macon's starting quarterback. Gotcha. Um, he also has uh, – DeLeon has nine touchdowns, 654 passing yards total. Mm. Um, and then – oh, Tamade Penn, second. In uh, receiving yards, ah, in the entire yard. There you go. That. There you That's go. cool. I tell. I was telling Cole. Maybe you can answer this question. When I watched the Randolph Macon game, didn't Tamade Penn have a different number? He did. Yeah. So uh, why was that? <laughs> um, so James Banks, who uh, he was uh, one of uh, like one of the slot receivers with us, mm-hmm. he um, got injured the game before and he wasn't able to play. Okay. So uh, nice. so nice. Tamade was nice. like, "Hey, can I wear your jersey?" And, uh-huh. uh, you know, we kind of were joking that's a, with that's, him. That's a good teammate right yeah, there. Yeah, we were kind of joking about it at first. Yeah. Like, he just got injured, man. Like, yeah, he just know, got yeah, like, yeah. Like, but but no, he got it worked out with the coaches and stuff, and he wore five. You know, because that was that was Banks' number. So nice, nice. Yeah, oh, it's pretty, nice. yeah pretty cool. Yeah, I, I kind of gives a little glimpse of what yeah, it, is like. It's you know? funny though because um, uh, I think this past week um, he didn't get any any stats or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he was wearing his number one jersey, and then uh, Turbo. Oh, Turbo. And Sean Green is his real name. You mm-hmm. guys, but we call him Turbo. Turbo. Um, but he wore number five, and he had a catch in the game. So te- and they gave it to T Pen. So technically, ah. we were joking with him. Technically, he had a stat, but really, it yeah, wasn't te- technically, stat. but yeah. not really. It was kind of, really. it's, it's really. kind of funny. Not so. really. So, uh, but yeah. So sitting here with us again is senior wide receiver from Christiansburg, Virginia. Nick Cook. So, Nick, we got a few questions here for yeah, you. Yeah, hit me, man. All right. Nick was the only one that scored the only receiving touchdown at Bridgewater. You so, went uh, one reception, 26 yards, yeah. Tutty? Yeah. Ah, see, look right. at that. And then, but on the year, on the year, this man's got 14 receptions overall, 140, 140 yards. First down to play, man. That's I know. awesome. 28 yards per catch. That's and then awesome. one touchdown. So... You know, man, a man's kind of carrying the team there a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't say that. No, Got the but. big shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Play with a chip on a shoulder, you know. Um, but, you know, you 
as a senior, you've been through two different coaching staffs. Mm-hmm. What is one difference between the previous coaching staff and this coaching staff now? Not not ragging on them, but like, what's one thing you've seen that Coach Adams has done a little bit, little bit different? Um, I think maybe the biggest thing is C- Coach Adams, like every single every single day after practice, and this was even you know a huge focus of his last year. You know, it's kind of the COVID year, it's kind of off year. It wasn't yeah. really an off year. You know, we had a schedule. Yeah, but it was kind of a weird year. Time. It was yeah. well, and that's what we said too. Is like this is technically his first year. Exactly. Last year was exactly. just weird. Yeah. Washington exactly. Lee didn't even yeah. play. You and know. It, it's kind of a. It was kind of a. It, last year wasn't the outcome we wanted, but it was kind of a nice bridge bridge year. And letting you know us get used to him and him get used to us, you yeah, know, it, um, it was it, more than hurt. He's you know he's really easy to buy into. Yeah, and um, so that wasn't an issue that last year. But coming into this year, already knowing his mentality, what he expects of us, mm-hmm. you know, what um, our expectations are for this year, um, I think that really helped to have have last year. You know, the short season that it was, have last year to kind of yeah. get um, get to know him. You it's know, it's almost like your preseason is what it seemed like. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, and it was really in the spring, so you know, we didn't. If we played in the spring, we took a, what, two months off, played in the fall. We came yeah. back for camp yeah. and played in the fall. So you, it, you still warmed up, tech, you yeah, know, a really, bit. yeah. So it came back and it was it was right back to it, which was kind of nice. But yeah, I think one of the the um, one of the differences would be his, he's really really focused on retention. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he has a goal, he has set numbers that he wants to meet. Um, you know, for the spring, how much, how many people he wants on the roster in the spring, yeah. how many people he wants on the roster in the fall, mm-hmm. and those are all returners. He, he he's a strong believer in. Um, um, older football teams tend to win a lot more games just because of the experience. And I, and, yeah. I, and Randolph Macon's a good example yeah. of that, you know. Yeah, and um, uh, he just, you know, he preaches retention a lot, and he, you know, with that comes a lot more than just football. You know, it's um, the transition to college football is is challenging, even even at the Division three yeah. level. I mean, you you know, you come from it's high still school. College football. Every everybody there was the man at their high school. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, and coming to a place where. Um, you kind of got to earn earn your spot, earn your role, and a lot of times, you know, there there are people, um, you know, who are just freak athletes, and you know, open Absolutely. open the coach's eyes right away. Titus, and get, yeah, Titus. exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they, you know, they they open the coach's eyes right away, and they get their shot, you know. But a lot of times, it's it's built over the the course of the few years that you're there and stuff. So you're talking about the freshmen and the, you know, you got a lot of seniors on this year. What who is somebody freshman wise who you're excited about? Somebody freshman that I'm excited yeah. about. Um, man, there's there's a few of them. Uh, I guess I think the one that stands out is Zach Smiley. Mm. I've kind of yeah. he's he's one of my locker mates. He's kind of down for me, and uh, I lift with him. You know, he's in my my lift. He's in my lifting group. Um, so I've kind of built a really good relationship with him, and um, you know, he's kind of got some play time this year, and he's played well. Got his first couple touchdowns and stuff. So um, I think I can say this for you know we're excited to see. We're excited to. I'm excited too to see. You we know, smiling about goes. Smiley, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so that was terrible. Oh, come on, that was pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like. I actually hey, made. See? I made a joke like that the uh, other day, so I can't. I can't really be that mad. Nah, whatever. <laughs> it comes with the territory. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he gets it all the time. <laughs> um. So, going into this season, I know we had Ferrum ranked. I think third. We we said Ferrum could possibly pop up in there, but I think we had him ranked fourth, fourth or fifth. And this kind of goes along with your spring, you know, saying yeah, yeah, back just based on standings yeah. of the spring, yeah. uh, previous year, everything like that. Um, obviously, y'all are exceeding expectations as a team this year. Had a awesome start to the season, going three and zero, three and zero to start out. 
Um, what exceeded your expectations? Like, what about this season has exceeded your expectations? Um, something about this year that's exceeding my expectations. I would say um, the the maturity and how much of we've grown as a team over really just a few months because the personnel-wise, we have not changed very much since the spring. Like, our offense – um, there's a few pieces that are different, but for the most part, it's, you know, kind of the same offense as last year, you know. And Absolutely. defensively, you know, we're kind of in the same boat. So um, something that I see my expectations was, you know, how quickly we matured and kind of came together and, you know, um, saying that, you know, we we want to execute well and make, you know, make big plays offensively and stop, stop drives defensively and um, – how quickly that kind of came together yeah. and you know we've we've been able to because you know that was that was obviously our goal last year you know and we fell a little bit short of it but there were things within that season that um that we brought to the fall and it's really helped us so well it was just a weird weird spring last year yeah, coming definitely. on you know because you're expecting to go you don't know if you're playing in the fall oh we're not playing in the yeah, fall we gotta yeah. play in the spring now yeah. so now yeah. we gotta get ready no yeah. one could have predicted yeah. everything no. that happened yeah. last year yeah that yeah it was a crazy year and playing in the playing in the spring was it was like fun to change it up, you know, but it playing in like 10 15 degrees first game of the year, that was different. Usually yeah. that's playoff weather. You yeah, know? yeah, that's playoff and then you got to start that off. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a little, a little chilly yeah. out, you know, so uh um ultimately what does it mean for you to have been selected as captain for the Ferrum uh squad? Yeah, honestly, it's it's a huge honor, man. It's uh it's one of those things where it's the being a, being a captain Really, really, I was really honored by it because, first of all, you know, being a captain of the team is always, you know, yeah. it's always honored and nice. And um, but I, I found the enjoyment and the expectations that come with it. Um, Coach Adams does a really good job at um, pushing the leaders. You know, he has, you know, we have there's a group of about 16 of us that are kind of the captains in the, you know, the leadership group that he that he picked, and um, he does a really good job at pushing us and making us be better leaders like you know I'm, I'm a senior you know I got you know a handful of games left and yep. um you know he's still pushing me you know hey to be a better leader you know these are things that you know that we need to do as a group to be better you know um and stuff like that so yeah I, I mean it's a huge honor it's it's always nice you know it's always nice to be a leader and stuff like that but it's it's also been a fun challenge um the way that coach Adams kind of pushed you to take that next step in being you know being a leader not not just be kind of a um, you know, sideline, middle of the road leader, but to really put yourself out there, out of your comfort zone, and really learn how to lead. So, and it, and it motivates you too when you, and it, and it feels nice too when your teammates look at you that way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I think something that helps a lot of a lot within our team is there. Um, you know, the freshmen when they come in and stuff like that, them getting used to the, um, them getting used to college football. That that takes kind of someone taking their hand, you know, and hey, let's go, you know. Um, you got to wake up early. Don't miss breakfast. You know yeah. things like that. But for the most part, I mean, I would say that there are leaders within our entire team, even just outside of the, you know, the the group, the leadership captain group. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been so successful. Everybody kind of holds everybody accountable, and you know, everybody looks up to everybody, and there's uh, kind of a level of respect among everybody on the team. So it's um, it, it really it's a really nice chemistry and. Um, you know, I think it's helped with our success as well. So, absolutely. You know, you said you only got a handful of games left. What are you wanting to do 
after? Are you going to try to do something in a, in the NFL, or are you going to just kind of? Yeah, so, no, nah, my plans for after school, um, I have the spring semester, so mm-hmm. I'll be here for the spring, and then um, to be a pilot in the Air Force is kind of what the direction. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of the direction I'm going to. I got to um, meet a few requirements for the application process, stuff like I that. Gotcha. So I'm trying to get some flight hours in, stuff like that. But that's kind of the route that uh, I, I hope to take, so. That's pretty lit. That's that's cool right that's there. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, but we know you were quarterback in high school. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Y'all, y'all do some research. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, hey, come on, we, man. Hey, we do. Our, we, you gotta give us some. You gotta give us some credit. Hey, we, we, we can't prepare. We yeah, can't prepare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we know you were quarterback in high school. Now, how does your quarterback background help you become that college wide receiver? That oh, you are tremendously, now? man. I think what really helped me is my freshman year, I came in as a quarterback, and I played the freshman fall as mm-hmm. a quarterback. I was third string, so I never played. But I got that, um, the practicing, the meeting, the reps, uh, the reps stuff like that, um, to really learn the offense. So in the spring, when um, I sw- kind of switched over to the receiver role, I already knew the offense. I knew what he was running. I knew what I was running. I knew what he was running. And I think that really, really helped me mm-hmm. in becoming a good wide receiver because I understood how um, – how the whole play itself was supposed to look, and that kind of helps you run your routes better. And I think that if if I was taught maybe from a different perspective of, hey, you're a slot receiver, learn the slot routes, I think it would have been a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of helps you get a bird's eye view. Exactly, so yeah, and you under, really understand how the entire play is going. And, you know, being, um, being a quarterback, you kind of learn to know – when to look for the ball, what to expect, um, you know, and you kind of get to get in Titus's head a little bit and saying, you know, hey, I'm going to run this route like this, um, you know, because that way he can see me better or that mm-hmm. way, you know, because you kind of understand what, yeah, you know, yeah. what his reads are and what he's going through. So it, it really helped a lot with the transition, and um, it, it, it was fun. It, it made it a lot easier than it would have yeah. been, you know, so. I got you. You got, any, you got any trick plays of you slinging the ball? Maybe you and, you and Titus switch nah, roles nah, here? No, nah, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I, I, I hope they I, – I, I mean, I, I hope so, but no, nah, not yet. So That'd be cool to see him come out. Hey! <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, going into the stats for Ferrum, you know, like we said before, Titus Jones, he was 11 for 29, had 180 yards, had mm-hmm. that one touchdown pass. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, Smiley, 18 carries, 44 yards, touchdown. There you go. Um, and then Lamb. Daniel Lamb had five receptions, 68 yards. Yeah, he had play, played a great game. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, across the board, Farham's offense was like you had their lights out. a lot of people contributing to yeah. the win. Yeah, and I think that helped a lot with um, with our win last week because, you know, they the way that their defense was schemed, you know, they were like, we're going to shut down Tamate. And they were like, you know, that's that's what we're doing. And um, they succeeded, but, you know, having having yeah. Daniel Lamb, you know. Yeah. And, and having Smiley. Smiley and, and, you know, Titus back there and – um, having those weapons and stuff like that, and Christian Caldwell too. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. he had a huge catch across the middle. So having having really five people, six people at the skill positions that can that can still produce is yeah. is nice, and, and I think it helps with our success as well. So well, yeah, and, and see, it's it's a lot easier when you just have, or it's a lot harder when you're an offense and you only got really that one go-to guy. And yeah. I think coming into the season, yeah. everybody's going, you got to stop Tomate. If you can stop Tomate. Yeah. Which is hard. Which is, <laughs> yeah. yeah that which is, is not easy. No, yeah. it's not easy. Everybody but if you do, tries to do it. But, but uh, you know, and then you can get, you know, credit to Bridgewater's offense. They yeah. did that. However, yeah. they didn't account for Zach Smiley. They didn't account for Daniel Lamb. And they yeah. surely didn't account for Titus Jones yeah. for the fact that, oh, uh, Titus goes, all right, that's fine. You can, yeah. you can shit off Tomate. Yeah. Don't worry, I got like two, exactly. three more just yeah. waiting. Exactly. You know, And that yeah. goes along with that next man up to yeah, to absolutely. Uh, the uh, mentality. 
today, Junior. Yeah, get it out. Come on, get it. Okay. But 180 yards, 180 passing yards. Farm average six yards per pass. 75 rushing yards. Farm average two yards per pass. Per rush. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say 75 rushing yards? Average two yards per rush. So you know, not a bright spot is the yeah. ru- is the rushing, but I think again, like you said, you can come back from that and go, all right, let's fix the rushing because so far what I've seen is, yeah, constant evolution in the constant offense, evo- it, which is what, what you, you need want. to do to win games. Yeah. You can't if you run the exact same plays over and over and over again, or you run the exact same scheme for every single opponent, you're gonna get beat. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the um. The, the coaches do a good job at that. You know, they say, you yeah. know, what did we do well this week? Like, let's expand on that. You yeah. know, yeah. what did we do bad? Let's improve that, you yeah. know. And um, it, it makes it exciting, too, on our end, you yeah. know, like well, when we go to the meetings and yeah. the beginning of the week and they're like, hey, these are the few, you know, the six, seven things we're doing differently this week. It, you know, it kind of makes it exciting. Something new to learn Absolutely. that week, too. So. Yep. Uh, penalties, six, six penalties for 51 yards. Did you get a penalty this week? I did. Yeah, got, I got my first one of the year, man. Uh, I got a holding. Yeah. Hey, what, what's it, what's it like? What's it like? Do you get punished at practice? Is there like some? Not. I mean, not not really. Um, there was um, a couple games back that really Coach Adams. What he doesn't want is the personal foul. The completely. Um, unnecessary fouls. You know, yeah, like there was, screaming there was at the refs like, yeah. or. Um, like the disrespect. Exactly. Or just like the taunting. Stuff like that that's just completely unnecessary. Those are the ones that we will run for. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, I think that we've done a great job. I think the first, first couple games, that was, you know, that was something that we struggled with. And then, here now, you know, middle of the season, and it's not even a thought because yeah. we've improved with that. But well, the maturity level comes with that, and we've talked about that too. Is Farm's very much like emotional team. Yeah, you know, y'all, y'all are very you, you wear your emotions on the sleeve. Yeah, but that helps as you go along in the season. The maturity levels of okay, we can be emotional, but we got to keep it in check. Yeah, and know? I think that's a, tes- a testament to the coaches. I mean, oh, I yeah, keep absolutely. saying that, but really, I mean, just um, you know, Coach Adams he points that out in our you know in our meetings and stuff like that. Like, hey, you know, I love your guys's emotion and how you play you know mm-hmm. and you know but we need to you need to focus that and yeah. use it the right way yeah. exactly so. Bring it in. yep uh one turnover which is not i mean not terrible it's gonna happen but uh, better than bridgewater's turnover. Yeah. yeah yeah uh 255 total yards of offense for Farum. so and then moving on to bridgewater lawton had it was 15 for 26 164 yards one INT. He didn't get a pass. He didn't get a passing touchdown. So that's mm. a that's a bright spot, you know. Was that the backup QB? Uh, I think because so. I think their quarterback got hurt. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, McCray was the starter, and Lawton was okay. Came in okay. Backup. Okay. Yeah, and see when they when they're showing the I'm getting these stats from the website. They don't never. They just show who I guess performed. Um, McCray, he went 11 for 20, 63 yards, uh, oh, and also another interception. Ah, yep. see, yeah, that was my man. Uh, uh-huh. The noodle, he got yep. that one. And yep. then I think you pronounce this Japalese or J- uh, Jalepis? Uh Demetrius. We'll just go Demetrius. Yeah, Demetrius. <laughs> um, 16 carries, 93 yards, and one touchdown. So that was that touchdown right there in the third quarter. Yep. Uh, and then another Jones. Uh, not Second quarter. Bridgewater. What did I say? Did I first say first? Third quarter. Oh, I said third quarter. Oh, I'm sorry. Second Come quarter. Come on, man. I'm it's sorry. Right. I'm it's sorry. Right. Wheels are falling off it's here. Right. You guys got the final score right. Yeah, yeah. So we that's, got the hey, that's all that matters. That's all. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there you go. Um, Jones, five receptions. Not Titus Jones. 
uh, Jones and Bridgewater, five receptions, 55 yards. 227 total passing yards. They only averaged five yards per pass. Uh, but they had they did have a little bit more rushing yards, 112 rushing yards. They averaged 3.3 yards per rush. Which, again, at that level, I mean, Barham, it was a difference of, I think, about 20 yards total. Yeah. So when you compare 112 to around 80, mm-hmm. it's fairly negligible. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Farum and Bridgewater both came away with a rushing touchdown. It was a fairly balanced game on the rushing side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, what really stood out for me, and I think, uh, Nick, you said this as well, was Titus being able to adapt uh, with Tamate being smothered by the defense yeah. a little bit and being able to find yourself for the uh, receiving touchdown and also being able to spread the ball around a lot with uh, Smiley getting involved, Daniel Lamb, Christian Caldwell, all of those guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and penalties, y'all were pretty much the same. They had five penalties for sixty yards. Farum had six penalties for fifty-one yards. So, like, not not a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, nine yards difference, but nine yards in a game yeah. of, in a game of inches. Nine, yeah. yards. nine really, yards is a first yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, or right at right at. Uh, but like we said, five turnovers, two interceptions, three fumbles. You're not going to win a game with five turnovers. Yeah, that's crazy. That's rough. I think that they were able to recover the fumbles. Maybe maybe we got one. I don't remember. But the, but yeah, yeah, their running back put the ball on the ground a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure we – I don't know. But, yeah, but if you can't hold on to the ball, yeah. you know, yeah, you're going to really, put it in yeah. danger. Uh, yeah. My team, West Virginia, and I think that, that really well. That, that was a great great job by our defense oh, to yeah. get those, you know. And Absolutely. 339 total yards. Mm. So, now we're going to get into the fun part, uh, Nick. The fun part. You remember when I said soapbox? Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> West Virginia versus Baylor. Let me just tell you – I don't know what in the world is going on, okay? Our defense has done lulled to sleep, had a slow start. Yeah, I mean, Nick, final go ahead, score. sit back, get comfortable. He's going to be on this. <laughs> all right, all right. You want to get up, go, go get take on Twitter. A drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. Just Owen's going off here on the Panther Pod. But what, you know, I don't know what in the world. 45 to 20. What in the heck was going on? I mean, it all, we, we just shut down. Our defense just. Died on the second play of the game. 75 yards, Gary Bohannon, touchdown. Ridiculous. Oh, and let me also tell you, so we had, we've had this issue of, of timeouts, not be, you know, timeout on a first down, first and goal, whatever. Clock management. Clock management, period. On the first offensive play in the game, they have no idea what they were doing and call a timeout. Timeout. It's four. We still have another fifteen minutes left to go in the quarter. The first play of the game. Yes, first wow. play of the game. I would rant about that one too. Oh my gosh! And they did it against Oklahoma. They did it. They did it against Texas Tech. It's ridiculous. And it, oh, it's like what the what the heck, Neil Brown? Like you're supposed to be getting these players ready. What what is with the clock management? It's you should have and. In your defense, as an IRA fan, you should have a script where you say, okay, if I pick up five yards, here's what I'm going to call. If I only pick up two, here's what I'm going to call. Like, if I was a coach, I would, first of all, I would bomb it first play of the game, like 80 (laughs) yards. We did score on that, but that was the last score for a while. Yeah. That was the last touchdown until the fourth quarter. But But you should have a script that you're ready and willing to execute, like, Easily, a week before the game. Exactly. And you should be like – and, too, when you go out there – we talked about this last week. When Too, when you go out there, you know, your offense coordinator, head coach, whoever's calling the plays needs to go, hey, look, 
we're going to do this on first down, and then we're going to do. And if, and if you know, yeah, quarterback, if you, you read great. something. Yeah, if if quarterback, you read something on defense you don't like. Here's second play. If you don't like either of it, just run it up the gut. Like, just be prepared to go out there. The lack of just preparedness is frustrating. Senseless penalties. The offensive line, if they don't block, then we get sacked. It's terrible. But if they do block, it's holding. It's uh, personal fact. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Or hands to the face. Or face. It's just, oh, it's it's so frustrating. This is This also has been... West Virginia has not won a road game in two years. Two years. Mm. And may, people go like, well, what about the Liberty Bowl last year? That eh, was a bowl game. It's it not an away game. Site. A neutral yeah. site. Yeah, That's not neutral, an away game. Yeah. We, have not, we have not beat somebody on the road since TCU in 2019. Ooh. Yeah, and then that's when Jarrett Deggy, we thought, was good and came in and saved us from uh, Austin Kendall. Uh, so the Garrett Green situation? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But now Neil Brown won't hop off of Jarrett Daigie. It's, mm. Neil Brown likes to play more politics than he does actual football. And this is and it's irritating because it's like Daigie, okay, if you look at his stats, you're like, okay, he's not too bad. Second most passing yards in the Big 12. Or third most passing yards in the Big 12. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm... It's not okay. I mean, or not, I'm not. I'm sorry. I need to backtrack. I got ahead of myself there. You're good. The stats show that Daggy's pretty good. However, if you watch him play, he doesn't make the plays that he needs to play, or he he needs to. He doesn't make game winning drives. Nothing like that. Yeah, there's a lot more than than just stats. It, that, go, a, that go into it. Yeah, the, I, I agree lot, with that. Yeah, yeah. No, you look at his stats and you're like, oh wow, he's not doing too good. But if you watch him play, he's a stone statue. He's not. Yeah. And this is what irritates me too. He gets all the praise in the world. He can never do anything wrong in Neil Brown's eyes. Garrett Green, the backup, who is a much more athletic, probably better quarterback than Jarrett Daigie. Jarrett Daigie is a fifth-year quarterback, and he's playing like a freshman. And it's not, that's, it's not okay. But Jarrett Daigie can get all the praise, all the glory in the world from Neil Brown. Can't do anything wrong. However, Garrett Green, he can't do anything right. Neil Brown does not like anything he does. And this is what, this is what irritates me. Neil Brown is a bona fide control freak. In yeah. the fact, and, that, and this is what I've learned. is He likes Jarrett Daigie for the fact that Jarrett does everything he wants him to do scripted-wise, whether he does it well or not. Garrett Green is going to make something out of nothing, whereas Jarrett Daigie is just going to take it lying down. Garrett Green's not going to do that. And that's what makes Neil Brown even more mad is you're not, you're, not making the, you're not making or calling the plays I want you to call. You're not doing what I want you to do. You're missing reads. And, but it's like Daigie's missing reads too. And so it's just uh. – and Neil Brown's not aggressive on offense. No, I still got a whole lot more. Oh, you're gonna have to <laughs> you hide. really weren't lying. Yeah, no. I said, man, get comfy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Pick your feet up, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> no, we, we need like, – Anything you need, man. We Go need ahead. to hire – Offensive coordinator, because Neil Brown is offensive coordinator right now and head coach, not working out. He's not aggressive. He's not doing what he needs to do. I mean, it's not working out. There's an article written by the voice of Motown, and this one kind of really surprised me. They said that West Virginia needs to look to its past in hiring offensive coordinator, meaning Neil Brown should go out and hire Rich Rod. Oh, no. That would not go over well. It, I, I, you know what? I don't know at this point. I think West Virginia fans just want something to something to work with. Be have I think hope. That there is a lot of options. I don't think you should hire the coach who ran off in the middle of the night and make him your new offensive coordinator. Like that 
Morgantown would burn down at that I, point. I think like Rich Rod would be a dead man as soon as he sets foot in Morgantown. I think so too. I don't think it would be pretty, but if he, but if it works, it works. But here's the thing too. I think Rich Rod's learned his lesson. You know, it, things didn't work out at Michigan. He took that paycheck and went three and nine. Never had a winning season up at Michigan. Things went down to Arizona. He never was good at Arizona. Where is he at now? He is an offensive line coach at ULM. So I mean, I. If I were him, I think he learned his lesson. I'm not happy about it. I wouldn't want it to do that. And here's the thing. If people, if there are people that weren't calling for Neil Brown to be fired after these past three weeks, there are certainly people calling want yeah, him to absolutely. be fired if he hired Rich Rod. So I don't know. But I, did, you know, I didn't watch West Virginia play this week. I watched garbage come out on that Baylor field. <laughs> nothing. I mean, nothing worked. Nothing worked. And really shouldn't have caught that if the ball in the end zone for that first touchdown, if that ball had not been tipped, it had been over the receiver's head. It wouldn't have been able to catch it. It was ridiculous. And when is enough enough for Neil Brown to put Green in? Like, when, when, is, it, when is it the fact that, like, you're looking at Deggie and go, I'm not winning games. I'm not – there's nothing I can do here. Let's go ahead and put Garrett in. Like, like stop playing the whole politics of, oh, I'm going to put Garrett in for a play or two. Oh, no, he ran the ball, and I didn't want him to do that out. You know, like, I, I, I'm tired of that, and that goes along. That doesn't help the offensive line. After watching this game, though, I will say, how much of our problem is Daggy and how much of our problem is offensive line? I think it's both. More so on the offensive line than it is Daggy. However, after watching the past three, after watching this entire season of Daggy playing, it doesn't help that he's had a bad. You know, it may not have been his fault this past, yeah, this past I think, game. But I think Daggy has been spending a lot more time in the pocket, just based on what I'm seeing. Yeah, and I mean, you can't be successful at any level in football if you're spending more than five seconds, give or take. If you're taking, if it takes you four seconds on every play. To throw the ball yeah, and no, make your reads. Not, that's, that's not, not that's yeah, not that what a fifth year quarterback does, you know? Yeah. Like you now you, could that be the coaches doing, not necessarily the quarterback. Well see that's could, what could, yeah, could could it be like him he's setting is not setting him up to make these quick yeah, reads. Take well, your time, make the read, do what yeah. you're gonna do. And no, you should be able to make your first read yeah. and go with it. Yeah. yeah, and see, and there's another article coming. I'm not I won't get onto this one. But there was a transfer out of West Virginia this past week that said, hey, by the way, this coaching staff is ruining lives. Like, it's not it, – this coaching staff is not healthy and it needs to go. And he said, I'm transferring because of it. Other players just transferred and there's going to be much more to follow. Oh, and by the way, that article came out yesterday and then today one of our secondary guys transferred. I thought uh, uh, Nico Marcial. Mar- Marcoli. You said Marcial and then Marcoli – which one is Marcio, it? Marcio. Sorry. Marcio. Okay. Sorry. Marcio. Uh, quarterback it, who came back down, what was it? Yeah, did you watch that high school game where it was? Uh, Bishop Sycamore? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. that one. No, it wasn't that one. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. I didn't watch it, but I did hear about it. No, 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 no. He is an Arizona kid. Oh, excuse the, me. The school, so it was a high school game that was on ESPN. They were down 28-7 to seven in the fourth quarter with 57 left. Yeah, 57 that's what I was talking yes, about. That's not okay. Bishop Sycamore. Okay, then excuse me. <laughs> but anyways, he's a four-star recruit coming into West Virginia. He's a big-time recruit. It's not okay when you have this look coming out of Morgantown all of a sudden. You Quarterback know? who threw up on the ball before he threw the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> that guy? Oh, yes. That's, okay, uh, that guy. Mar- oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Mark Yole. He's legit. Yeah, yeah. Mark Yole. Um, Imagine catching that thing, man. I know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it might have come off, though. Game. It might have come off 
It probably would come off. Probably wouldn't smell very yeah, nice. Yeah, he was like <laughs> slinging it. Then maybe just yeah, watching like, it just spin off uh, through the air. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I mean, after his comments regarding, oh man, I love West Virginia culture. Like, I'm here for it. Was he talking about pepperoni rolls? I don't know. Like, All right, he said he fell in love with the coaching staff. So I don't, I don't know, in the facilities and everything. So I don't know. But I think too, going back to Rich Rod. I think Rich Rod has left a bigger hole than what most have thought within these past 12 years, and you see yeah, it, Yeah, I'll too. agree with that. Just up and leaving, there's there's a massive hole now that we now have to fill of, I don't, you know, and we just never gotten over it. And I'm Look at Saban. <laughs> yeah, but you won a national championship. We haven't even gotten to the conference. We've won cha- two. Oh. Less miles than uh, Ed Orgeron. Must be nice. But at least you have thing. two. Les Miles was fired not four years after Nick Saban left. Mm-hmm. Ed Orgeron is currently on the hot seat. Like, good coaches in college don't last. Like, they will either get a higher paying job. Stop talking right now. Frank Beamer? Um, what I mean by that is... Urban Meyer? Oh, well... No, what I mean, and let me clarify, <laughs> if a good coach leaves your program, you won't recover. No. You won't recover for a while. It, for, it takes a while to recover from that, and I think that's what we're seeing for West Virginia. You know, But at least y'all have gotten to a conference championship game. You've won a conference championship. You've, we haven't even sniffed the conference championship since being in the Big 12, since leaving the Big East. But I digress. Going off Deggy stats, 20 for 31. You look at those stats, oh, not too bad, you know. 237 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Now, I will say the interception was not his fault. The receiver did slip and fall. It happens. Green, who's the backup quarterback, had the most rushing yards of the team, if that tells you anything about it. We have probably the best running back in the Big 12. He can't get over 100 yards a game. Like, it's just not, it's not working out. Green had 10 carries for 55 yards and one rushing touchdown, which is right there at the end. Uh, Winston Wright had six receptions, 86 yards. Um, we had 272 passing yards. We averaged 7.4 yards per pass. 90 rushing yards, only averaged 2. Point yards per rush. We Dang, that's a lot of attempts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, penalties, we had eight penalties for 68 yards. That one turnover, the interception, a grand total of 362 total yards. Let's go to uh, Gary Bohanna. And Baylor. Gary Bohannon was 18 for 29, 336 yards passing, four touchdowns. Mm. Four. Oh, and by the way, Smith, 11 carries, 87 yards, one touchdown. Thornton, Taquan Thornton, eight receptions, 187 yards, two touchdowns. And this is what gets me. This is on the coaching staff. They had talked about we were not prepared for Taquan Thornton. We were not prepared. How are you not prepared for Taquan Thornton? Yeah, it's literally your job to prepare. It is your literally, you are, they are a four and one football team on the way to the Big 12 championship, possibly, and you're going to tell me we didn't expect Tyquan Thornton to come out in that game. What do you mean you didn't expect him to come out in that game? That's your whole... Just let me know when you're done with the soapbox, bud. It's, it's about done. Okay, 354 passing yards for Baylor. They average 11.4 yards per pass. Yeah, more than a first down. 171 rushing yards. They average 5.3 yards per rush. Six penalties for 59 yards. They had a grand total of 525 total yards. They put up a five-piece yeah. on y'all. Yes. Yeah. That was a good day for <laughs> them, at least. That was an awesome day for <laughs> Baylor. Let's not talk about it. Oh, my gosh. 
You, you want to you talk about my five-piece? What about your five-piece over there, bud? What <sighs> about me getting railroaded? So, for those of you who don't know, LSU lost to the undefeated 11th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats this past weekend, uh, 42-21. I love how you had to specify that they were ranked, because I think if you just said LSU lost to Kentucky, that would have been... What? I just it's still wanted, bad. Yeah, because think about <laughs> listening to this two years ago and saying LSU lost to Kentucky. That just doesn't feel right. No, and two years no. ago you wouldn't have lost to Kentucky. Yeah, you didn't I mean, lose. Yeah, yeah, you didn't lose. Yeah, anybody, fifteen yeah. and no, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, Joe which Burrows goes back again. to you really think Mr. Edo is on the hot seat? Oh, two two years removed. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred. But when you have the talent level like how you did in that twenty nineteen season, where most of our entire offense – actually, I think all 11 of our offense got drafted either that year or the year after. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I uh. mean, Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Like, half of those guys who are playing in the NFL now, you don't realize that they're all LSU players, and they're all studs. Like, DJ Chark has been tearing it up for me in fantasy year after year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have him on my team, too. Yeah. But – the talent level carried that team very clearly, um, even more so now. We still do have talented players like Max Johnson, Kayshawn Boot. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price this game actually stepped it up. Uh, he had 22 carries for one, uh, 147 and two touchdowns, which I've been harping on LSU's run game since the start of the season. It sucks that it happened this week and we ended up with a loss. But, Big I mean – fat loss. You don't have room to talk. <laughs> At least my team isn't spelled with an L. Has he got a point? <laughs> I'm sure there's somewhere. There's we start off with a dub. Yeah, okay. What I liked, I liked Max Johnson's quarterback play. He, he was 22 for 38, 261 and one touchdown. I like that we finally established the run game, 147, two touchdowns for Tyrion Davis-Price. What I don't like is our defense giving up three touchdowns to Will Levis. Will Levis was 14 for 17, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Oh. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot of yards, a whole lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Will Levis also rushed for two touchdowns mm-hmm. and 75 yards. Uh, Chris Rodriguez for Kentucky had 147 yards and one touchdown. (sighs) Our defense has to execute better. Our offense, even then, we still need to step it up. Like, we're a 3-3 team. At this point, we're vying for bowl eligibility. Playoffs are a dream at this point. There's no way that Ed Orgeron keeps his job if LSU is out of bowl eligibility. Because that's what got less. Wouldn't mile. that be crazy? Yeah, they only make a bowl. That that would hurt me on an emotional level. We've been predicting it since the beginning of this year that West Virginia and LSU are going to end up in a bowl together. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I mean, we have base. Y'all are what two and four? Two and four. We're three and three. We're not. And with our schedule coming up, like we play Florida, we play Bama. <laughs> like there is no way we're finishing with only three losses. Am I still going to predict LSU to win? Each of those games? Heck yeah. Absolutely. LSU's going undefeated the rest of the season. It's not going to happen, but 
I digress. Boot still looks solid. Um, excited to see him turn into the stud that uh, he's going to be. Um, Damon Clark, number 18 for our defense. He led the team in tackles uh, and assisted tackles. Wow. Uh, he was he had 10.5 tackles total. Uh, so good game for him. It was it was a hard one to watch, honestly. It was a hard one to watch as an LSU fan. I thought you said you didn't watch. It didn't exist. Um, I lied. I did watch it. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought so. Um, what I will say about Ed Orgeron, I like him. I think he is a perfect fit for the LSU philosophy of big, loud players. Because he is a big, loud coach. It's part of his heritage. Go Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Go Tigers. I was waiting on it. Yeah. Go Tigers. Um, I mean, you look at players like Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr., Teran Matthew, Patrick Peterson, I could go on, that have gone to the next level and are these flashy players that LSU produces, mm-hmm. like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I was going to say, even Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, smoking Joe, man. But <laughs> I hate that Ed Orgeron is on the hot seat because I truly like him as a coach. I think he fits this team's philosophy. But at the same time, it's hard to it's hard for that coach to maintain that when you're three and three in the SEC. And it's so very clear that the only reason why we won the national championship was because of the level of talent on that team so do i think that they fire him midway through the season i hope not i don't think there, so. i don't yeah, i don't think I they it. would uh it depends on what kind of controversies come out yeah because they got a lot of other stuff to yeah sort through L- lsu is going through a rough patch right now um with a lot of controversies um hopefully everything works out for the best uh but again we'll see my soapbox nearly wasn't nearly as big as it was last week. No, it really wasn't, which is odd. Yeah. It's just it was it was a hard game to watch, honestly, and the less I can talk about it the better. <laughs> AP? I'm good with AP. Okay. Go with AP? Yep. Yep. I'm good with AP. Cole, would you please have the pleasure would you please have the, do us the honors of telling us who number 1 is this week? Oh, and I would love to. Number 1 is Georgia. <laughs> God, that feels right. That feels right. Not saying Alabama is number one. I love that. Thank you for giving me the hype back on that. You're welcome. I figured I, I tortured you enough. I, I appreciate that. Uh, number one is Georgia, 6-0. and uh, Number two is Iowa, also undefeated, 6-0. and Three is Cincinnati, 5-0. and Four is Oklahoma, 6-0. and It's Cincinnati, this is the, actually the highest they've been ranked in school history. That's awesome. Wow. That's cool. Let's go, Barry. I mean, I, I are they so legit good. though? Yes. Oh, I think they're very legit. legit. Yeah, they knocked off Notre Dame. They knocked off. Oh yeah. Yeah, they knocked sure, off Notre Dame, sure. and they put up and they fifty-two to three against Temple. So, which oh wow, is, yeah, that's, which is that's, supposed, it's Temple. Yeah, but Temple's supposed to be on the same level as them because they're all in the same yeah. conference yeah. opponent. So, they play UCF this week. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, number five. Alabama. 
Alabama. I love it. Love it. Love they it. Should have dropped more. Should have. Uh, number six is Ohio State. Number seven is Penn State. And careful. Number yeah. eight is Michigan. Don't say that. Don't say it. It's like the um, the Beetlejuice thing. Don't say its name three times, or Jim Harbaugh might appear. <laughs> or an angry Michigan fan might appear. Yes. Uh, number nine is Oregon. Uh, they dropped from eight, so Michigan and Oregon just swap spots. Mm. Uh, Michigan State comes in at ten. Shout out Ethan Berger. Yep. Uh, number eleven is Kentucky. That one's still fresh. Uh, <laughs> number twelve is Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Again, we have them and Texas. Uh, as one of watch. our games this week, that'll be an interesting game to watch. I feel like just mm-hmm. because of the rankings there, because again, twelve Oklahoma State, twenty five Texas. Yep. So we'll see. Yep. Um, I think that'll be that'll for sure be an interesting game. Uh, Thirteen is Ole Miss, four and one. Uh, Fourteen, a little bit of a head scratcher, but not really. Is Notre Dame mm. after their loss to Cincinnati? I saw them dropping a little bit more than fourteen. Yeah. Um. I tell you what, though, if they had if they had lost to Tech, they would have dropped. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they would have dropped a lot more. Yeah, so there's no way. They would they would have been a five uh, a four and two team. There's no way they would have been up there. Yeah. Wow, that's almost like the opposite of West Virginia's record or something. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. Do it. I'm gonna hurt you. All right. Whatever. Uh, number fifteen, Coastal Carolina. Stay holding around. it down, man. Uh, hold, holding fifteenth down went from eighteenth, seventeenth, seventeenth, sixteenth. 50. I mean, they just slowly but surely. Hey, give it 12 more weeks. They'll be in that number one spot. Uh-huh. They're crawling. Yeah. They're crawling. Yeah. It, Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati for the national play. Uh, oh, wow. I would love that'd be crazy. That would be awesome. That would be wild. Yeah. Uh, think about how big party school Coastal Carolina would be after that if they yeah, won that'd that one. That would be insane. Uh, 16th, undefeated Wake Forest. And just behind them is a 17th ranked 4 and 2 Arkansas. Which they dropped from 13th after their loss. Um, credit to them. I Honestly, they I think Arkansas deserves a little bit more leeway mm-hmm. um, than some of the other teams on this list. But this list isn't ranking your history in most cases. This nope. is who's yeah. the most competitive programs. Well, unless you're Alabama. Yeah, unless, you're say, Alabama, yeah, unless you're Alabama, unless you're Texas, yep. unless you're Clemson, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, you Notre Dame, there. Notre Dame, absolutely. So, um, but 18th Arizona State and 19th BYU, they lose to Boise State and they drop nine spots. Mm. That's a little harsh. Yeah, that's a little harsh. I mean, I mean, you know, here Notre Dame loses to a quality Cincinnati team. They don't even drop. You know, they drop just a little bit. Whereas yeah. BYU. Uh, again, that's favoritism. You know, yeah. if they win out, they should be considered in the college football playoffs. You oh, know? absolutely. I mean, what does that say for uh, the Big 12? Yeah. Like, well, th- well, think about it, too. You, you, uh, Houston is 5-1 and one or 4-1, yeah. and one, something like that. So, I mean, yeah. Um, number 20 is Florida. Mm-hmm. LSU plays Florida this Saturday. Uh, if y'all need me, I will be in therapy. <laughs> um, it's not Bama looking, week yet, so it won't be too bad. Looking at the rest of our schedule, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, number 21 is Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. 22, NC State, go Wolfpack. Uh, 23, SMU. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, 
they're undefeated. The SMU ponies, that's crazy, undefeated. really yeah. undefeated. Six, yep. uh, six and zero. Oh. Yep, yep. Uh, San Diego State five and zero. Oh. Uh, They're twenty fourth. Twenty fourth, and last but not least, Texas four and two at twenty five. See, I just don't horns <sighs> down. Yeah, and oh wow, they very very small receiving votes for the other ones. Yeah, I know. Normally, it's a list about this long. Yep, um, but others who received who had other others other teams who received votes to be in the top twenty five. Auburn had a hundred and six, mm. just below. Just below Texas, so I feel like that was there was a bit of discussion on that one. Yeah, you you could honestly swap Texas and Auburn at this point. Both of them have two losses. Mm-hmm. Um, only difference is one's not an SEC school yet, and the other is. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, Clemson had sixty three votes, which surprising. is surprising. Surprising. Baylor, I'm surprised. Baylor's five and one, and. You know, yeah, they, you can make the case for Baylor being in the top, uh, in the bottom or in the top twenty-five. Yeah, and anywhere from the twentieth to the twenty-fifth spot. Yeah, Baylor had received sixty-two votes. UTSA uh, received twenty-two votes. Man, they love UTSA. I guess so. Mississippi State received seven. Kansas State received three. Air Force received two. App State received two, and Pitt received one. Good for Pitt. <laughs> no, not good for Pitt. You just don't like them because you're a WU fan. I don't like them, period, okay? You know the old saying. I can't say it on here. <laughs> um, moving away from the AP Top 25, LSU does play Florida. West Virginia has a bye week this week. So. Um, LSU does play 20th-ranked Florida. <laughs> Instead of previewing that game, I'm just going to go over our schedule for the next couple weeks just to kind of give you all an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, 20th-ranked Florida, 13th-ranked Mississippi, 5th-ranked Alabama. Now, I give it two more weeks, and they'll be back in the top three. 5th-ranked uh, Alabama, 17th-ranked Arkansas, we do have one game against L.A. Monroe, which at this rate we might lose. And then 21st-ranked Texas A&M. Are you I sure said, about the bowl game? Yeah. Are you sure about the bowl game? <laughs> I don't know if bowl eligibility is looking so hot right now. But we'll see. Well, And here, I'll give you a preview of what West Virginia's schedule is coming up. Keep keep going on with your preview. Um, I think Max Johnson – is primed for an offensive show against the Florida Gators. Their secondary has been exposed in the past couple weeks um, in their losses. I think really the main focus on this game, if LSU gets blown out by Florida, Ed Orgeron's gone at the end of the season. Like, there, there's no way. I can understand getting blown out by Alabama, but if you get blown out by 20th-ranked Florida, there's no way you're Well, but Florida uh, – uh, eh. uh, Look, here's the thing. I would – I think the Kentucky one is what hurt him. It's because Kentucky, oh, sure. Kentucky is historically not a good football team. They're not competitive in the SEC, historically. No. Historically This speaking, year, yeah. Yes. So now, getting if, blown out by 20th-ranked Florida is different. If Kentucky goes on to win the national championship this year oh, or gosh, even competes in the SEC, like in the conference championship, mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, I, I could genuinely see that. But I don't think Kentucky is as legit as what people think they are. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe. 
anyway. Stay on my doubts. I think Max Johnson is primed for a Heisman-like performance against Florida. Um, I would love to see Tyrion Davis-Price go for uh, another 100 like he did against Kentucky. Um, What's your score prediction? You go first. Uh, I'm saying we win. Y'all... Hey, here's you one thing: we really can't bet Mike. against our own team. Like last week, I even said that I think Baylor will win, but I didn't. You oh know. no, I'm yeah. the same exact way. I no, can't. Same exact way. That would be um, like saying the Panthers are going to lose. Yeah, yeah. I, even if I know it, I'm not going to say. It. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, we did that with Macon, with Randolph Macon and Farron. Like we kind of knew Macon was going to win. We were like, ah, maybe Farron pull it out. You yeah. know, we'll, woohoo. Yeah. Um, but. I'm Y'all gonna, are not going to hurt my feelings if you go against. Yeah, oh, I am. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's fine. We're e- good. Either forty-five ten or forty-five fifteen. Oh wow! Florida. See, I I wasn't going to go that. I was going to say like thirty-five twenty. I I, <laughs> I wasn't going to go forty-five. Respect. I'm going forty-five. <laughs> you get played out by Kentucky. I am. Gonna what was say, the score of the Kentucky game? Uh, 42, 40, 42, 42 21. twenty-one. Yeah, but you put up twenty-one. That's hey. what I'm saying. Thirty-five twenty. Yeah, 35, there you 20. go. Maybe forty-two twenty. We'll see. Um, I think LSU wins 28-24. Do I think that's actually going to happen? No. Is that going to be my official score prediction? Yeah, for sure. It's going to happen. We're going to win. No doubt. Mm. Um, Am I biased? 100%. (laughs) And um, this is for West Virginia kind of previewing their schedule. So after this bye week, we go on to play at TCU. Mm. Then get Iowa State at home. Get mm. Then get 12th ranked Oklahoma State at home. Go on to play at Kansas State. Get 25th ranked Texas at home. Horns down. Yep. And it's looking a little scarier each week. And then we have to go to Kansas for the last game of the season. Oh, oh, wow. In the season on a bye week, huh? The only one <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, I know. The only watch us lose to Kansas. Watch us like <laughs> one game out from bowl eligibility. Lose to Kansas. Well, hey man, now, watch, now, now, watch we, us lose to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbilt's next for them. <laughs> uh, oh my God! If we lose to Vandy. <laughs> oh, that would hurt. Yes, he had. <laughs> yeah, Cole. Uh, attention, everyone. Cole has been sent to the emergency room at the hospital <laughs> for heart failure. <laughs> Being you're, an LSU fan, you're not wrong. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I would love to see us win out. Just, but we'll see. I like all those home games though. Only two, uh, three road games, and we got three home games. But yeah, technic- technically, only. Two road games because we're going to Kansas, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. Don't underestimate Kansas. Like I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know? fair enough. So, but yeah, West Virginia doesn't look favorable either. Um, moving preview. on from our or from my LSU preview, uh, going into our ODAC preview with Ferrum at. Shenandoah? No, Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Here. Shenandoah it's the uh, it's actually the homecoming game. It's a big time game this awesome. weekend. It's yeah, actually it's a pink fun. out, pink out game. Yeah, pink out. Y'all got pink game. uniforms this week? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't the think white so. and gold uniforms, and I know this is kind of a tangent, mm-hmm. but the white and gold uniforms are sick. Those are your favorite? Yeah, man. My favorite, black on black. Actually, I think that's what we're wearing, black on black. I'm, that's my hands down. My it looks so clean. <laughs> my my favorite is the black and gold. Black, okay. Black black shirt, black gold top. pants. White on white is nice too. Yeah. 
I black mean, on white, black on white. Either way yeah. is also pretty sweet. Yeah. Like white on white always looks fresh. Oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I would I would love to see. I know like black hat football is a big thing for Farron, but I would love to see him change up the helmets. Yeah, every the now. cows on the helmets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talk we. Like the players and stuff talk about it sometimes, but yeah. it's something that it's, it's you can't tradition. Up tradition. It's tradition. Yeah. yeah, it's like putting names on Notre Dame jersey. You just can't do it. Yeah, or like putting anything on the Browns. It exactly, just, it looks you weird. just can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a big time game, homecoming game. I think tickets will still be ten dollars for this one. Um, it's gonna be a packed crowd, from what I've heard. It's like it's it's gonna absolutely be big yeah. time. It's gonna be really fun. What, what what are you looking for in Shenandoah? Like, what is something that we need to look watch out for in Shenandoah that's dangerous about them? I think um, they just have they've historically consistently they have a good offense. You know, they like to throw the ball a lot and they move the ball well. That's uh, it's the the, the four years that I've been here, they they usually have one of the best offenses in the ODAC. So, so that that's probably one of the main things to look out for. Um, and you know they're. They're a good team, you know. They their offense is moving and stuff like that, and they got a solid defense. So, but so do we. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna, it's be, gonna, a gonna be one of them boat races where it's just like just take off and go. Offensive showdown. See, I, that's what we were talking about. I don't know because, you know, if it does come down to that, I think that we have the team for that. Oh yeah. Also, you know, the way our defense played last week. I mean, <laughs> man, if they could do that again, yeah, you know, yeah. It makes yeah, our job so much yeah. easier. So, so I, I like it. Homecoming game. It's gonna to be tough against that crowd for Shenandoah, you know. But um, I think I think Farm's gonna get the win. I think Farm's gonna get the win. You know, I know Nick, you can't bet against you. Oh team. yeah, no, Farm all day. Yeah, yeah. of course. So, yeah, no, yeah. but I, I think so. That offense is looking good each Absolutely. and every week. It's looking, yeah. it's getting better. I mean, yeah. yeah, it seems like the more and more that the season goes on, the more varied the offense becomes. Yeah, and I think that goes back to what we're talking about is um, every. You know, every week we like to improve upon what we did well and expand that and yeah, stuff. So I, I think that um, comes with that. You can't always be exactly the same thing you are on tape every week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most part, you're gonna be, but you gotta throw some wrinkles in there. You know, Absolutely. like throw some personnel around. You know, have a different, you know, trick play, put a new play, stuff like that. So hey, yeah, you heard him. You heard him. You heard. Him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they haven't put. Sling the ball this week. <laughs> if they if they let me do that, I'll find you and I'll, I'll wave yes. at you. Uh, have hey, wh- you'll, you'll be hearing us holler at the in the stands. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. You'll be able to point us out. But right. um, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, for Shenandoah, you got to look at it too. It's like Bridgewater shut down. They were all concerned about Tamade Penn. Yeah, and they go, well, now we got to worry about the actually entire offense, not just Tamade Penn. You got to worry about shutting down yeah. Titus Jones. You got to worry about Daniel Lamb. You got to worry about Caldwell. You got to worry about Jack Sm- uh, Smiley. Yep. So it's like you just, you know, there's, there, you got so many weapons now yep. that it's like now it's a whole defensive effort yeah. instead of just sticking two or three guys on Tamade Penn. Yeah. Now it's got to be like, now we got to cover everybody. You yeah, know? absolutely. And force you into that man coverage situation. Yeah. 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 Really. Yeah. And that's, um, Kind of what helped us a lot against Randolph making is the coverage that they ran. I think Titus broke the single game passing record that game, and we only ran like 50 plays offensively, which yeah. typically you know we get anywhere to 80, 90. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know we ran barely any plays, but um, they went to that man coverage looking. It was something that we really excelled. But I, 
you know, Bridgewater plays man too, you know, and we kind of struggled with them in the first half. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, I think we match up well against their defense, you know, watching film. We don't watch too much of their offense on film, you know, yeah. but we watch a lot of their defense. And Yeah, well, it doesn't make yeah, sense for y'all to watch. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, we, we match up well, and uh, I'm really excited. I, I'm really excited. This is going to be a really fun game, you know. It's homecoming game, man. Homecoming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the fans are going to be lunatics because yeah. it's homecoming. So, yeah. um, What's your score prediction? Score prediction? Hmm. 28-21, Farron gets it. Ooh, close game. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh I'm gonna say thirty five twenty eight, so I'm just bumping it up Bump one touch. Okay, a little shootout. I think, okay, I think okay. It's gonna be My score prediction is like gonna be eighty one to zero. Eighty one to zero. Here you go. Hey, it's a repeat. All right, of Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, Kobe. All right, all right. Well, you heard it here. Eighty one to zero. You know, Nick Cook himself. Got so. it from the source. There you go. So what we're going to end on here is, um, Nick, I know you didn't say you had a huge – you don't follow college football huge, but you do yeah. follow NFL. So one question I got, and I'll go to Cole second. Um, Absolutely. Is if the Panthers weren't a team, yeah, who would you pull for? Oh, that's tough, man. Definitely an NFC team. I don't like the AFC very much. Mm-hmm. I like Josh Allen, though. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not a big AFC fan. It'd definitely be NFC. Um, I really like the Saints – just because New Orleans, Drew Brees, yeah. you know, Cole has yeah, Mardi Gras stuff like that. You know, I, I like I really like I like Drew Brees and just the the Saints and Sean Payton and their uniforms. I I like them. I also really like the Packers. I like uh, I like, really like Matt Lafleur. I wasn't sure about him at first, mm-hmm. but I like him and I, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's one of my favorites. Um, man, that's tough. It it would. I mean, there's the Buccaneers too, mm-hmm. which. I only like yeah. right now because of Brady. You know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of them when Jameis was there, but um, hey, famous Jameis, man. <laughs> hey, how about that thirty for thirty there, Cole? Thirty interceptions for thirty touchdowns. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I absolutely man. love it. It's oh, pure gosh. chaos. And then he, hey, and then he got buck. yeah, it was it's a buck. pure chaos, man. Yeah, love mm-hmm. it. Oh man, uh, that's crazy. But yeah, if I, I mean, if I had to pick a team other than the Panthers, it'd probably be the Saints. That'd probably be my go-to team. Okay, I dig that. Yeah, of course you do. Now, all right, Cole. LSU wasn't a school. Who, who, what team would you pull for? Oh, and this hurts me to say. Raging. Well, that too. <laughs> but I grew up in North Carolina. I was there oh, for no. 12 years. Oh, no. I would definitely be an NC State Wolfpack fan. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I like Wolfpack football. UNC okay, basketball, UNC basketball, UNC basketball all day. No, I where I grew up in Mooresville was in mm. the middle oh, of You're from Mooresville. That's yeah. crazy. My grandma used to live in Mooresville. Oh, that's awesome. That's man. crazy. You live like near the lake and stuff or Yeah, uh we were oh, maybe like 15 minutes from that's Lake Norman. That's crazy, bro. Man, yeah. small world, man. Dale you said you lived there for 12 years. Dale, Dale Jr lives in yeah, Mooresville. Yeah, Dale Jr. He yep. has his uh race camp there. Yeah. And he has a freaking massive house. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. My uh my my aunt lives you pass his house on the way to her house. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And yeah, it's massive. Oh, that's neat. Freaking huge. That's yeah. cool. I was He's like, got Buffalo whoa. in the yard too, Dude, doesn't he? Insane, yeah. bro. This is crazy. Um, I'd probably be a NC State Wolfpack fan mm. if I had to pick between Duke and UNC for mm-hmm. football. I'll go Duke. If I, like I had to, gotcha. That would be it. No if way. I had to. Mm. No on, way. Man. Duke, nothing. Duke, nothing. Mm. Mm. My cousin works for Duke now. She's a WVU grad, but she works for Duke in the nursing. Uh, not in the nursing program, but she works at like in the hospital yeah, at Duke. The hospital, yeah. yeah. So 
What about you? If uh, W, I probably wouldn't have a life. I probably wouldn't be in sports. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Um, These episodes would be like two hours shorter. Yeah, they they would be two hours shorter. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really. Yeah. Um, uh, You know what? See, I'm a a huge West Virginia fan for the fact that Dad went to West Virginia, and then Mm -hmm. I have a lot of family, you know. Um, (sighs) Probably, I would probably end up being a Marshall fan. I can dig it. And up there in Huntington. Yeah, um, I can if, that. if not, there is also a school that my uncle went to up in Charleston was West Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. So if that had blown up, maybe them, but probably not. So I'm, I, I'd say Marshall, probably a Marshall fan. Um, if not, if I didn't have, like, say, just West Virginia just didn't have a football team and just didn't really have anything for that, um, probably end up being UVA or something like that. I thought you were about to say Tech for a second. Nah, I I, nah probably pro, pro, would have been a UVA fan. Uh, so. Not UVA. They'd uh, be disappointed again. I know. I know. I'd yeah, been even constant da- disappointment. I know. You gotta get, uh, <laughs> constant dis- I mean, at, at least with Marshall, they're pretty, they're, they're decent, you know, they're pretty yeah. good. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, slim pickings for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah I've been it's hard. Alabama it's, fan. it's hard, man, because, like, stop. <laughs> I will smack you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Nick. Thanks yeah, so much man, for being thanks on. Thanks having me. It was, it was a blast. Absolutely. Welcome anytime. Yeah. Tell your friends and family. <laughs> I'll bring them all. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And I'm Nick Cook. And that's the Panther Pod.